Osless Chaps is live, episode five. Austin Ely, Lucas Chapman. Luke, how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good, man. I feel feel pretty good. Got a headband on. Confidence is flowing. Yeah. Love and life. Good. It's been uh I don't know, it's been kind of cold and rainy up here. You can see me right now, I'm all bundled up. Mm-hmm. I was at work the other day and it was like pouring down rain on the way out from work. Uh-huh. This girl at work just came up to me and she was like, give it to me, give it to me. She was like, I'm so wet, give it to me now. I mean, she could scream all she wanted, but I was keeping my fucking umbrella, you know. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, I'm glad you did that. I wouldn't give her shit. Not my jacket, not an umbrella, nothing. Never drop a dime on a pretty thing, nah. I'm a simple man, I like simple pleasures. Get it with my friends when it gets together and bounce. Then pound beer an astounding amount. Got no fear, no frown in my mouth. Free roommates and a clown on the couch. No replay when each day seems same. No rebate, life ain't no eBay. Can't get it back, time ain't no keepsake. How do we spend all day staring at a screen? When I pull up, no, I'm blaring a beat. Ain't no way to compare you. Alright, shout out to the fire department for the new intro. And I don't mean the actual fire department. I meant my boy Mark with the rhymes. Lucas, what are we talking about today? Ah, well, big dog, father, I should say. Um, we're talking about hair parts down the middle, a little bit, probably here and there. Um, but the main things we're talking about here today is, per usual, we're leading off with the big three. Got a lot of March Madness uh, here this week. We have some NFL free agency. And then, motherfuckers, guess what? The Mavs are back. Maxi pad ending the fake show season last night, practically, hopefully. It was, it was fucking sweet. Jason Kidd, job possibly saved. Mavs back. And our, our real father, Luka Dongthick is also back Monday. So it's a good week for the Mavs, hopefully. I'd let him give me a middle part. No, oh, I'd do just about fucking anything for him. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> and then we're, and then we're going to roll that right into the asshole where we got some scathing, scathing, um, I guess, uh, options for this week. We had some, some people actually send in assholes. So thank you to those people. Keep them coming. Then, Makes my job keep them, easier. Keep them coming, Father. And then we have Chapped per use. What am I pissed off about this week? Or what am I excited about? Then we're going to roll into the draft of Heartbreaking L's. There's a lot of good ones. They're all going to be sports related. I'm going to keep it sports this week. And uh, finally, we're going to do These Are Our Concessions, where we are going to review Scream 6. Six, correct. Seven? But then there's another scream that's like in there that's not canon. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't know. I think it's scream. Yeah. Scream six. And also The Last of Us, the season finale. Was it good? Was the season as a whole good? Did it need to be nine episodes? Did it need to be more? Should there have been more plantar zombie thingies? Find out next on this week's episode of Osses Chaps. <laughs> all right madness i say madness madness yeah hell of a first i guess two days 
of the March Madness tournament here. Um, biggest story, I suppose, would be Purdue losing per usual. Purdue, yeah. There's a three or four good upsets this year. Yeah, so far. Um, Shout out to our uh, only two people that joined our bracket. <laughs> the rest of you are cucks. All, don't worry, all of our brackets are busted anyways already, so it doesn't really matter. But it would have been nice if some more people would have joined in, dickheads. It was a sweepstakes, I say. Yeah. Um, yeah, what do you think so far? I mean, most of the time I think March Madness is pretty fun, but I, I still hate college basketball. That's kind of my dilemma, but now I'm watching it. So I watch very sparingly uh, for the regular season of college basketball. I watch a few Mizzou games. That's about it. So this is about all the uh, the uh, college basketball I see, and I mostly just watch it to watch the big names for the NBA draft, to be honest, yeah. and to root for upsets. Yeah. my uh, So far, my favorite moment of the March Madness tournament so far is if you go to my Twitter, you can see that I got into a massive Twitter beef with, like, three different KU fans. And I preface all of this with saying I have watched – two Texas Longhorns basketball games this whole year. <laughs> so I don't know a fucking thing, but hey, I'm a Texas Longhorns fan. But my whole beef was that Texas should have been a one seed over KU. And I just I stuck with it. I rode with it hard. I went back. I looked at their schedule. I saw that they beat the shit out of Gonzaga. I said, well, who's the best team that KU beat? And the best team that they beat out of conference was like a 17 or like, I think 17 overall. So it was like, well, Texas beat the better team. So that was my number one argument for them being a one seed over KU. And then I said, well, they beat the shit out of them twice. I, and then I used the old point differential against KU. And all these KU fans were, so three games, th- th- that's what determines the whole season? And I said, well, two games, they beat the fuck out of you. I watched one of them. And then, <laughs> and then, they, and then they beat the fucking best team that either one of you guys played. So, But it turns out my argument should have been that Texas should have been over Purdue. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually would probably agree with that. But I don't know shit about the Big Ten because I don't watch Big Ten basketball. It's clunky. It's shitty. College basketball stinks. But March Madness is fun. And I do have the Texas Longhorns, the team that I watch the most, winning the, winning the Natty as of right now. But I do have the Missouri Tigers and K-State going to the Sweet 16 as well. Got our Big 12. Yeah, I mean, obviously, first day, big story. Furman beating Virginia. Is that a big story anymore? Is Virginia losing in the first two rounds a big story? No, same with Arizona. Arizona. Yeah, it's you can pencil in Purdue, Arizona, and Virginia getting – if if you could see me right now, I'm doing uh, Air air quotes. Yeah. You could pencil all of those teams being upset, air quotes, um, yeah. every single year in the first two rounds. It's literally legendary at this point. Arizona's burned me way too many times for me to get them anywhere past the like Elite Eight. Like, I think I had them winning twice in the last like five years, and it's just like they lose. And I'm like, you guys looked so fucking good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they definitely look good in the three minutes of real-life game time that I watched. Yeah. Um, 
but but yeah, lots of upsets, which I think that's good for college basketball. But I also have a theory on why there's more upsets, which I'm not sure if it's a real theory, but okay. enlighten me. My theory is enlighten us all that the smaller colleges, right? These colleges that are pulling off these upsets, most of these dudes, they don't have a bunch of like transfer. There's not a lot of transfer portal guys. A lot of these guys are probably playing together for like two or three years, right? Yeah. So they got like natural chemistry and shit together. They fucked the same bitches. They've Eiffel Towered people together. Like you don't get that kind of bonding when you just transfer to a new school. Like all these kids at Arizona and all these other places, they're just banging random people. They don't know if their teammates banged them. The the university's too big. They haven't Eiffel Towered somebody. There's not as much team bonding there. There's it's much more I than we. Yeah, where I these other I definitely think FDU stands for uh fuck Debbie University. I think they, they brought in Debbie Does Dallas. Oh fuck yeah, that old bitch. She's probably 80 now. She oh, still yeah. fakes the pipe. Those little Shout out to you, seven dudes are just getting the dust out of that puss. They're blocking her titties around like they blocked big fucking Edie. That dude is so loser. fucking stiff, dude. Yeah. I'm not He's talking the... about his penis. Now, do you remember uh, Ed, Ed, and Eddie? Yeah. This That's actually kind of funny now, Ed, Ed, and Eddie. But he's like Plankton from Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Just a big fucking... Oh, Plank? The little fucking board? Or Plank, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's all he is. Just a big, stiff fucking board. Useless. Plank's face and his face look pretty similar, too. So. Yeah, and they're both just about as talented on a basketball court. Just the blank stare. And just sitting there. When you got fucking, they said FDU was the smallest team in the tournament, and you have the biggest motherfucker in the tournament. Yeah. That dude got swatted like at least six times in the second half, nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah. The only time he literally touched the ball was when he was trying to play volleyball and just fucking slapping it back to his teammates. (laughs) I, I hate being this guy, but I swear to God, if I was seven foot five, my nuts would be on every single one of their players' faces. I'd be yamming all over them. Yeah. Swear to God I would. I'd be catching oops. I'd be fucking flexing, blocking shit all over the place. Like, if you're going to be seven foot five and you're going to play pretty much at a fucking Division three school with a bunch of kids who look like us, I mean, no offense to us, but <laughs> you got to at least be giving me 20 and 15. Yeah. And like five blocks. It's pathetic by him. Did you say blocks or glocks? Because I don't think we were talking about John Morant anymore. (laughs) Uh, John does supply the glocks. Um, I mean, I mean, in in addition to like you saying, they're uh, you know Eiffel Tower and some some nice community college girls, since that's basically what it is. um, They've one hundred percent fucked some lunch ladies together and shit. Oh yeah, but they. uh, I mean, did you watch the game? at all yeah i watched the whole thing i mean when you watch like a 16 15 seed you can see how much harder they are trying and that either that either i don't know helps you the whole time like that game or you just come out use all your energy in the first half and then you just get fucking waxed in the second half yeah but they're at least playing balls to the wall dude they're diving all over like that's respect 
towards towards the end of that game, this motherfucker blocked a shot that was going out of bounds, and it's so clearly going out of bounds. And then this other motherfucker on the team dove out of bounds trying to get this ball, and I'm like, there's no way you're getting this ball. Why are you diving? Yeah, but and I think that's yeah, what, they, that's the difference between them and Purdue is Purdue wouldn't go for that because, oh, I might get picked in the second round. You know, it's like, I don't want to rupture anything. I'll take the L against a fucking 16 seed. Yeah, I'm not drafting a single player from Purdue ever, unless it's Jaden Ivey. Yeah, that's why I did not pick them to go that far this year, because I was like, Jaden Ivey was the reason they were good last year, I think. But I, I hate to say this. I hate to say this. They got too many white people in their starting lineup. Yeah. That's how I knew Purdue, they they were done for. Yeah. UConn had a surprising amount of uh, Caucasians as well. They won, though. Maybe that's, I, well, I don't know. Well, UConn's probably not going to win at all, so that's the reason why, I think. That's fair. I'm going to pencil UConn down as getting upset uh, before the Elite Eight. Next two rounds, UConn's going to lose. So they play St. Mary's shit next. So they're a five seed, but I mean, I didn't think they looked that good against VCU yesterday. And then after that, they will play the winner of Kansas, Arkansas. So. All right. That works for me. Yeah. UConn will not get to the elite eight. Yeah. I too picked Texas to win the whole thing because I was, uh, Taking the Twitter gods, or not the Twitter, the TikTok gods into consideration here. They had a lot of statistics just about, like, the last 20 fucking, I don't know, March Madness tournaments. The teams, I'm making these numbers up at this point, but the top teams that were top 10, or no, top 22 in offense and top 33 in defense, something shit like that, have won the tournament the last 20 years. And then they, like, narrowed it down to, like, three or four teams. And it was, I think it was Alabama, Houston, Kansas and Texas and I am one I'm just a fucking douchebag and I never pick a one seed to win so yeah I don't really have the analytics to back up how often the one seed wins but I don't think that they win all the time I don't think that was true but they have won the last five oh I think before that it was like and also it was like the first time a few years ago where like all the one seeds actually made it to the final four like usually that doesn't happen and well, Texas, well, Texas should be a one seed, so I think they're still in play. Yeah. And one one seed's already out, so technically Texas, who's the fifth-ranked team in the nation now, they're the fourth-ranked team, they're a one seed. Would it really tickle your pickle if you met up with Kansas again and beat them one last time? And then you can That's go really... back to those fuck faces on Twitter. Oh, my God. Dude, I literally have – I have all the fucking conversations saved where these people are calling me a dumb motherfucker – I'm just like, Kansas fucking stinks. Kansas fucking stinks. This is why they're better. And I kept using the exact same thing every single time. Texas blew out Gonzaga by 20. Texas blew you motherfuckers out twice the last two games of the year by 20 fucking points. You guys stink. 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 <laughs> and I just kept saying it, and it wasn't going through these guys' heads. I'm like, KU won the regular season Big 12. Texas won the postseason Big 12. They both finished second, vice versa, so they're pretty much equal on that front, right? But Texas won the head-to-head, and Texas begins to rule. They really, really, really want Texas to play, unless Texas play KU again, unless KU wins against Texas. 
because then those motherfuckers are going to be blowing up my phone. And I don't want that. Fuck those guys if they ever listen to this podcast. You don't know who the fuck you're beefing with. You fucks. And honestly, though, like, fuck KU. They won last year. Nobody gives a fuck about KU. The Jayhawk, it's the stupidest fucking logo. The bird's way too goddamn friendly looking. It's stupid. I hate it. It's also a fake bird, so. Yeah, and they're a fake fucking school. Especially mm-hmm. in football. Mm-hmm. Anywho, I know there's history behind it, so if any of you KU people come back to me and say, oh, I don't know what a Jayhawker is, you can suck my cock. Yeah, a Plain Jayhawk. Plain and simple. You can suck mine, too. Well, that's Good. talking. Well, that's talking uh, college hoops. Uh, in the Twitter comments, let us know what uh, what underdog you want to see win the whole thing. Yeah, is there? A, I don't know. Is there like a what? What do you even consider an underdog right now? Like a four seed or below? Yeah, four five or below. Or you know, I I think F- you fucking dick riding FDU all the way, baby. I don't know. Yeah, they're going to get their ass fucked. Well, they might not lose this next round. I think uh, an underdog that I think has a decent shot, dude, it's honestly the Missouri Tigers. I really do. I've had, a, oh, I've had them going. One. Yeah. I mean, they're going to be in the Sweet 16. And then at that point, all you need to do is just make some shots in the Sweet 16, and then you're in the Elite Eight. And at that Elite. point, who fucking knows? Yeah, so next game there – they're playing Princeton, and then they beat when the or they play if they win, they play the winner of Baylor and NC State, who was an 11 seed. And I, I, think, I Baylor, think Baylor's probably a lot better. Baylor's a lot better, but they're also frauds this year. Yeah, I don't know if they have any of the same players. Once again, I'm not a college basketball expert. I don't know if they have any of the same players on the team that won the Natty, but Baylor's pretty good. But if you win that game. You're in, in the Elite Eight, and you could play Arkansas, who is in the SEC. You've already played them before. That's a team you know. Neutral neutral field or neutral court. So you can win that. Also K-State, but they're a three seed. Yeah. I don't know. Somebody from the Big 12 is going to win or the state of Texas. That's what I'm going with. Moral of the story, this tournament's fun, but NBA is better. Sorry, Tanner Pinkerton. Yeah, anybody who tries to tell you that the NCAA fucking basketball is a better product is fucking I'm not I'm not gonna say the word, but they're stupid. Pretty much. This was ten years ago, maybe a different word. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's March March Madness, man. That's all I got really for that. Next up, follow up on last week's convo. We started the little bit of the, you know, the start of free agency. We, we uh, after that day, the doors blew wide open. The big bad wolf came in and he blew the fucking piggy's house down. They blew the three little piggies cocks. It was fantastic. Um, first and foremost, starting off free agency, I just want to say, motherfuckers. As first reported on Austin's Chaps, Jimmy G spot to the Raiders. We reported that Saturday morning. We were I was I was very adamant about him getting signed, and Luke was very adamant about him getting some porn star puss. Yeah, he's gonna fuck so hard there. And now there's a bunch of jokes about that. Which we also, also 
also credit where credit is due. Austin Ely, he was the first person Saturday morning to make Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, New York Jets dick jokes. Not part of my take, not nobody else. He was four days early on the dick jokes. Yeah. It's bullshit. We are fucking trendsetters and we are fucking influencers. Big Cat, you're an idol to me, but I think you motherfuckers are stealing our material at this point. They're too old. We're behind on the times, Lucas. Yeah, we're fucking 10 years younger. We're fresher. We wear headbands. We have smaller cocks. Makes us more agile to get to the new stories. We're fucking coming for your spot. But yeah, we we were fucking coming all over those stories. And it's bullshit that we didn't get the credit that we deserved but we're coming. But I just wanted to put that out there because we were first on the scene. I I had the reports. Um, yeah, but that was just nice. We called those. But overall, free agency, what's kind of your opinion? Who do you think right now is winning free agency? Um, any big moves that caught your eye other than the ones that we fucking called out last week already? <laughs> um. Well, I think the Raiders are Back. going backwards. Yes. They made some they made a lot of moves and I get I mean they traded away Darren Waller. Yeah. They got a new quarterback and got away their second number 2 weapon, you know. Yes. I mean they did bring in Jacoby Myers and a couple defensive players, but Jacoby Myers a new quarterback and now all you have is Go ahead. Or Jacoby Myers won them a game last year. The Patriots? Yeah, he's pretty much already a Raider. Yeah, that's true. So <laughs> he threw a touchdown pass to Chandler Jones. Fun Winners, um, surprising. I hate to say this because I think you're going to get a chub, but I think the Cowboys are doing a lot of good work right now. Oh, you think so, huh? Sadly. Don't say sadly, you motherfucker. They're not rivals (laughs) with the Chiefs. This is the thing that pisses me off, being a Cowboys fan. They got fucking 31 NFL rivals. And we haven't won shit in 30 years. Why do motherfuckers still hate the Cowboys? I'd say the second hatest team, most hated team, well, now that Tom Brady's not on the Patriots and shit, is the Raiders. So I did still shit on the Raiders. Okay, that's facts. And you tried to say they're a good fan base. Fuck those people. Yeah, I mean, if you're sticking with a team that's been that bad and gave you that much grief for so long, you got to have some loyal fan or loyal fans there. They just want to wear black. They saw NWA wear all their shit. They want to dress up like a fucking clown. That's all they want. Yeah, you're probably not wrong there, honestly. And they relocated, so they're not even real. Four times. Yeah, they're not real. Um. But that's your biggest winner, you think, is the Dallas Cowboys? Mm, I, I don't. I, I mean, I don't think anybody's made more lot. moves than them. Well, we re-signed a bunch of guys, and then kind of got rid of some some loose meat. Yeah, you got rid of some dead weight. I mean, not to say that Zeke is dead weight, but it was yeah money for gold. A lot of money. Yeah, but he fucking pounds that rock so hard. Um, for me. I want to shout out the Chicago Bears. 
shitty franchise, shitty organization. Loved what they did last week, getting the number one or trading the number one pick. They spent a shit ton of money in free agency that they had, trying to get a little bit of a better line, beef up the defense. Um, they got another tight end. Um, they're putting weapons around a young quarterback who right now is probably already a top five quarterback in the NFC. Is that saying much? No, but he's there. Maybe, maybe I'm old and behind on the times. Who did they sign? They signed, they signed Hayden Hurst. Okay. They signed uh, Tremaine Edmonds from the Bills. They signed another linebacker. Cannot remember from where. They got some defense or or decent offensive linemen. They they signed one offensive lineman. Um, <laughs> yeah, Hayden Hurst is like another tight end to go with Cole Komet. Uh, they have DJ Moore. Obviously, this kind of goes back to that. Um, and then just all the trades that the, or the picks that they acquired. So now you have a shit ton of draft capital and they still have a shit ton of um, open money or so they can still do more. Um, but I just like the way that they're really building. Oh, they signed, uh, they cut David Montgomery and then they signed Deontay Foreman who Deontay Foreman was pounding that shit last year for the Panthers. And they signed PJ Walker from the Panthers. XFL legend. PJ yes. Walker. But I, I really like that because now you have a backup quarterback that inevitably when um, Justin Fields, Fields gets hurt, because he's yep. probably going to miss like three games every year. The way he plays, you just have to pencil him in for that. Then now you have a quarterback that pretty much can do the exact same shit. And now you have a pretty good stable of running backs. You can draft another guy. You have pretty decent tight ends, pretty decent receivers, fortify the offensive line and the defensive front and honestly you're not a bad team like you got better anyways because the Packers probably got worse you know yeah in addition to losers it's obviously it's not over yet so all these teams can still make moves but (gasps) my Chiefs aren't doing stuff doing stuff man dude you got rid of concrete blocks saved a lot of money I will say Orlando Brown not a left tackle He's a right tackle. His his papa really yeah. wanted him to just get the left tackle money. And we offered him left tackle money last year. And it was double of what he made he got this year. So cuck of the season goes to uh Orlando Brown Jr. Can can I just in the simplest terms explain why he's not a left tackle? Yes, I think I know exactly what you're gonna say, but elaborate. No, why he's why he's not like even why he's not a good left tackle per se. Right, yeah. If you're a good left tackle, let me tell you what's not going to happen. You're not going to be on three different teams in four years, three years. Yeah. Like Tyron Smith has been absolutely dominant his whole career when he plays. He's played on one team. Trent Williams has been absolutely dominant his entire career. He's played on two teams, I believe. And it's only because uh, he got older and they let him go. Like, his, uh, fucking fat. His his dad, I think he only played for the Rams. Jonathan Ogden only played for the Ravens. Joe Thomas only played for the Browns. Like, if you're a dominant left tackle, teams aren't letting you go. Correct, and you're yeah. getting money. Yeah. And to be but, fair, the Ravens weren't going to utilize him as a left tackle anyways. No, they told his fat ass that he was a right tackle. What did you say? I'm a left tackle. I'm going to go bet on myself. And what do you need to be on the blind side? You need to have quick feet. Quick feet, fucking quick hands, strong hands. That motherfucker has concrete blocks. Right tackle, you can just fucking be a fat ass. 
you can maul the fuck out of people as a right tackle. That's all. Like, but most of the time, unless somehow Steve Young comes back, or I guess Tua, your right tackle is not as nearly as important for pass pro, especially because a lot of the times you're going to have your tight end over there or running mm-hmm. back chipping. But like your left tackle, that motherfucker needs to anchor the fort down. There's a lot of really good edge rushers now. And that dude, I feel like he got absolutely worked in the playoffs a decent amount of times. Um, yeah, I don't think that that's a bad loss for the Chiefs. No, and they I'm, I'm, that's not the, I'm not mad about it. I just think he's a douchebag for betting on himself and taking less money the next year. Yeah, I do think – hear me out. I think the biggest loss for the Chiefs is – not kind of working out some kind of deal to bring Frank Clark back. Now, I know he's not a regular season player, but I kind of got into a little tiffy with Riley Parks about this. And I think just simply stated, the Chiefs don't have those two Super Bowls without Frank Clark in the playoffs. Big game Frank. Frank the Tank, argument Frank could the be like, He is very infuriating in the regular season, though. He loses games. He doesn't try. But in the playoffs, yeah. he's playoff P. He's incredible. Exactly. Playoff P, Jesus. That that's the all time shittiest fucking name I've ever heard in my life. Um, yeah. But I mean we signed a left tackle. He should be fine. I don't think he was like all that, but he's still got a lot of money. Um I really hope we let McCole Hardman walk because I hate that dude. Uh I'm sorry, Chiefs fans, if you like him. I just think he's dog shit. Um we let Juju yeah, Smith Schuster walk for less money than I thought. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's actually a bad move, I think. Do I you thought think we him... were going to sign him three years, $15 million a piece, and he went to the Pats where he has no quarterback. Cuck Jones throwing to him, yeah. Yeah, he's going to disappear again. He thought playing with 39-year-old Ben Roethlisberger was bad. Wait till you play with 24-year-old Mac Jones. It's the yeah. same quarterback. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, I mean, on the on the Frank Frank Clark news, I mean, I think we I don't even know how to pronounce the dude's name, but we signed a DN from Forty ers and he's like twenty five, so he might be nice. Who knows? Yeah. General rule of thumb: any defensive lineman that plays for the San Francisco Forty ers is good as fuck at football. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty safe. Pretty safe to say. Just yeah, just not if they come from another team because D Ford didn't work out that well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, another honorary mention is the San Francisco 49ers. This was both a good and a bad signing for me. So Javon Hargrave, who I personally think is a top three interior defensive lineman, I think it's Aaron Donald, Chris Jones, and then Hargrave. Um, and I he had like 12 sacks last season for the Eagles. He was an absolute fucking monster. Um, he left the Eagles good news because i hate the fucking eagles bad news is he went to the 49ers and the 49ers have knocked out the dallas cowboys the last two years in the playoffs and they already have an insane defensive line and now he goes there it just kind of sucks so it's good and bad news but i think it's huge for the 49ers and almost comical on their end it's like the 49ers are trying to they're pushing the limits of how good of a team you can create without having a quarterback. But isn't that they, how like most NFC teams are? Well, 
Well, yeah, honestly. <laughs> but the but the 49ers, <laughs> I mean, like if you look at the 49ers roster on paper, like their defensive line is insane. Their fucking linebacking core is really like maybe I think they probably have the best duo at linebacker with uh uh Grinshaw and then my god, I'm fucking forgetting his name. Oh my god, 54. Oh, It'll come to me. It's really pissed me off that I'm forgetting his name. But um, and their their secondary is kind of iffy. I think their secondary can be had. Then their offensive line is really good. They have a stable of running backs with Chris McCaffrey. Their wide receiving core with fucking Brandon Ayuk and Big Debo and then Greg Kittle. Like they have everything. But then the quarterback, which not, like nobody knows who their quarterback is going to be. Trey Lance is still coming off injury. What's his nuts is coming off, going to be coming off surgery, and I don't really think he's that good, anyways. They have shit quarterback play, but I can. You said Trey Lance. Yeah. Yeah, I think the most notable thing he did was he piped Colin Coward's daughter. So. Did he really? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Smoke show, dude. Cannot confirm more to die, but I confirm. That's probably why he's still a Seahawks fan. The the 49ers knocking the Seahawks off in the playoffs. I've had to fucking hit Colin on a whole nother level. Yeah. But all right, opinion. We talked about this last week, okay? Yep. Hit me, Dad. Hit me, Father. We, we we actually said that we think the Saints are gonna win the AFC whatever. NFC the NFC, NFC South. South. Yep. Um they just the the Bucks signed Baker, Baker. Mayfield. Does yeah, that even at. help or matter at all? Because uh, I don't even are they do they still have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin? I thought they were are they both I on the last year of their contract? No, Chris Chris Godwin, uh he re-signed last year. Okay. Mike Evans still has a few years left. Um dude, I don't know because I don't think they're gonna be able to run the football. And Baker needs to play on a team that can really run the football. Meanwhile, uh, on the Saints, where he would probably thrive, they now have Alvin Kamara and Jamal Williams. Yeah. I mean, Alvin Kamara is going to miss eight games. So, also – that confirmed? No. Well, it's, con- it's confirmed that he's at least going to be hurt and miss eight games. Okay. So, oh, yeah, I wasn't even talking about the suspension, but don't draft him in the first round. Anybody that drafts Alvin Kamara in the first round of fantasy football, you're a fucking idiot. Um. Yeah, dude, I don't know. Baker's okay, I guess. Like, if I was really the Bucs... perception if it was him or Kyle Trask. I mean, I think I'll win I'd a rather play more Trask. Game. You do? I'd rather play him. Yeah, at least he's young. You don't know what he is. Or at least you could see what he... At least the argument we made about the XFL, see what you got. Yeah, Baker's on his fucking fourth yeah. team in 12 months. Yep, fourth. Okay. Like, that's who you want to be your starting quarterback? That guy's going to move the needle for you? Nah, I don't well, see maybe it. Maybe it's just a panic move. I mean, I still don't know what the the R words, the, the commanders are doing. Um, I mean, they just I'm signed a set and they're having a I'm quarterback competition. They're still the Redskins. Yeah. Any Washington fan would still think that. Still one of – I still love that logo. It's fire. Everything about that logo, the fucking – the jerseys, the – 
Hail to the Redskins. Everything about that was great, dude. Like, I, I'd i rather them just be that. I'm a white guy, so sorry. I don't know. Um, or be the Washington football team than being the Washington Commanders. I hate it. It just sounds ugly. It sounds like a fucking XFL team. But, yeah, go on. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was just saying Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett. That's their answer to um, a quarterback controversy. And it's just like you've been doing this for like five years where you just bring in back yeah. quarterbacks. The, and this, that's the good thing about Washington because their roster is really good. I like think. I said, all NFC teams. Yeah, they're, but that's the kind of the beauty of the NFC because it's like every roster is just like, can we make this roster really fucking good without playing like elite level quarterback play? And we'll probably get into this, but like genuinely, and I'm going to be a little bit biased here. I like, I know Dak last year with the interceptions was not great, but we were like the number three ranked offense and he missed five games. I think a lot of that is the quarterback. Um, I still think Dak is like the quarterback tiers. It's Pat Mahomes. And then I'm going to go, I think two through like seven can kind of alternate. And I think Dak's somewhere in there personally for me, Pat Mahomes is the only guy that I think uh, like on any given day, can win his game or win his team like a game. I don't think any other quarterback really can like carry their team, carry their franchise the way he can. Um, so I kind of think Dak is in that mix. But then I also think maybe Jalen Hurts is in that. But now that the Eagles are losing a lot of guys, going to have to pay Jalen Hurts a lot of money. I don't know how that will look. But the rest of the NFC quarterbacks, not good. Not good, pal. And uh, speaking of poorly constructed teams, the Dallas Mavericks, part three of our big three. Uh, I think a fairly not structured very well team, but huge motherfucking win last night. Maxi pad ending the fake show season, I hope. Um, It was absolutely fucking wild. Huge game winner, Maxi Pad. Uh, for those of you that don't know, his name is Maxi Kleber. Um, the Mavs were down four. Let me set the mood. They were down four with like seven seconds left. Anthony Davis fouls Maxi at the three point line. Maxi hits all three free throws. They go down one. Then Anthony Davis, another choke job, gets fouled. He goes one for two from the line. Now Dallas is down two points with like 1.4 on the clock or with seven on the clock. Kyrie does a little, then he finds Kleber over on the side. Anthony Davis completely fucking blows his assignment, leaves him wide open. Yeah. Maxie hits the fucking hopper, makes the whole place go fucking crazy. Los Angeles loses their mind. Game-winning three for the Mavs as the Mavs then move from the eight to the six. Now they're out of the play-in, and we get our fucking Lord and Savior, no commission or communion, (laughs) Uh, Luca back on Monday. 
Um, and he's he's ready to part the hairs of the fucking NBA, I swear. We're back. We're back. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I... Huge. Huge. It was huge. Huge. But, yeah, I mean, without Kyrie and uh, Luka Dongthick, they were uh, looking like some trash cans out there for a while. They were absolutely lifeless. Yeah. Lifeless. It sucked. And whenever you're playing like that, and you don't have the best player in the starting lineup that's available. It's kind of, uh, what the fuck are you doing, Jason Kidd? Yeah, Jason Kidd's uh, disrespect of Christian Wood has been absolutely insane. Um, but he did start him against the Spurs, and he had a really fucking good game. Oh, no, he didn't. He didn't. He gave he him just played a lot minutes. of minutes at the yeah, end well, because he was on fire. Yeah, but he had a fucking – a really, really good 20-point double-double. And then last night, I mean, he didn't start again. He didn't get a whole lot of minutes, but he had, a, like, a really, really good fucking overall stat line. It was like – he had, like, 12 points, eight rebounds. I think he had, like, nine assists and, f- like, four or five blocks. So, like, across the board, he played a hell of a fucking game. And it's like, why is this guy not in the starting lineup? Like, at this point, it's – it's just fucking stupid that he's not. It's stupid. And I think the like, Mavs need to go two bigs. Like, I don't know if Kid just has a vendetta against him, just hates him, or if he's just trying to play him less minutes so they can re-sign him next year for less money. But at that point, you're when you're playing 20 minutes a game, you're still scoring like 15-plus every single time. Dude, it's just it, like people are going to be like, oh, well, his per 36 was – astronomical yeah, like his per 36 is like 29 15 and fucking five but no we got this guy chill he's like the fucking second big that comes off the bench jason yeah. kittle put javel mcgee in the game before him half the fucking time mm. but i'm i'm hoping this is like making jason kid like now he has to kind of change his ways because the only thing actually a couple good things have came from luca and Kyrie being out for like a week um other than the standings because you know, um, but Jaden Hardy getting some starts. Hardy fucking knows how to party. I think he's going to be absolutely big time at he some was, point. He was the reason they stayed afloat in those games. But then yeah, he, Kyrie comes back. He had five minutes last night. Yeah, it's once again, Jason Kidd being a fucking dickhead. But Hardy was good in like the absence of those guys. Josh Green found his shot again which is huge. Like, they're going to need him. Uh, obviously, like, he's starting in their lineup. He's high energy, high defense. Um, but that was huge. And, like, now all of that, like, everything's been so shitty the last, like, three weeks. But now you're back into where you're not in the play-in. If you can get on a little winning streak, you can still get home court advantage. And, like, I don't – I. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy, but I still think, like, if Jason Kidd just gets his head out of his ass and in a playoff series, if your starting lineup is Luka, Kyrie, Josh Green, Christian Wood, and then either Maxi or Reggie. Probably Bullock, yeah. Bullock. Like, I, I still kind of think they can beat any team in the Western Conference. There's 11 games left in the season for the Mavs. I mean, next game – they play a jaw Morantless Grizzlies. Then they play yeah. the Warriors with no Andrew Wiggins. Apparently, did you hear about the Andrew Wiggins news? 
Yeah, he uh, he's uh, I guess his best friend was piping up his girlfriend slash wife. And the Both. child might be his best friends. Yes. And so that's why out for the rest of the season. It's kind of hilarious. Yeah. But also sad. But also he yeah. went to KU. So he should have known this was going to happen. Then back to back games with no LaMelo ball hornets. But is is the uh is that Warriors game? Is that at home or in Golden State? Home. Warrior oh dude. Have you seen the Warriors road record? It's like the exact opposite of their home record. Yeah, they yeah, they have seven wins like on the road. Seven and twenty something. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'm getting a little big headed here, but that first game was is against who? Grizzlies. Grizzlies, that's a win. Warriors, that's a win. Back to back against the Hornets. That should be six wins in a row for the Mavs. Then the Pacers. Then the Pacers. You should win that game. 76ers. Also. Sure. Maybe you lose. Heat, Hawks, Kings, Bulls, and then a game you and I are going to go to the Spurs. Last game of the season. Yeah. Tell me out of those last 11 games, they should they should go nine and two. If they're if they go anything less than six and five, that's a failure. Uh, seven and four. Seven and four. Seven, seven and four. Like there's like five games in there where I think realistically you should blow the doors off that team. Right. I just think the Both the toss ups for me are Kings, actually Kings, Hawks, Heat, 76ers, and they're all in back to back to back to back. And I think they're toss ups, so you can still yeah. win them. That's what I'm saying. You should at least split those. Split those games, win the games that you're supposed to win, put Christian Wood in the starting lineup, and then, I mean, if you go eight and three right there, right now, they're, that would put you at, if you go eight and three, you're 44 and 38. Yeah. Which, that doesn't, I mean, that does not seem like a good record, but this year in the Western Conference, that's not bad. Like, you might be the four seed. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you're ever going to see what we saw like in the Western Conference. Like, I, I can't tell you how long ago, like five years ago, when the fucking 20, eight seed had 52 wins or something. Yeah, 20. I vividly remember the 2010 NBA playoffs because I went to one of these playoff games. The Oklahoma City Thunder were the yeah. were the eight seed, and I think they had 52 wins, and they were yeah, playing the one seed. Yeah, the one seed Kobe fucking Lakers that had like 65 wins. I'm like, this is bullshit. Cause if they were in the Eastern Conference, they were like the three seed. Yeah. But that was back when, dude, the Western Conference for like 15 years was just light years better than the East. But yeah, yeah it's, but I mean, now, right now, dude, like you can make the case that the West is as good as it, as it was then. Cause there's like 13 teams, 13 teams fighting for a playoff spot. Right. And I mean, they're all like, like, there's seven teams that are like a game and a half away from each other. Yeah. There's going to be in the East. There's like three or four top heavy teams. The rest are probably would have, wouldn't even be in the playoffs in the West. Yeah. There, I mean, I think, but obviously Boston, Philly, um, Milwaukee, those would be playoff teams. I think the Knicks would probably be a playoff team. Yeah. Yeah. The Cavs. Um, yeah, I think those are the only five good teams. But, like, in the West, I think the Grizzlies are a good team. Nuggets are a good team. I think Phoenix, if they're healthy, they're a good team. I now have to tell myself that the Kings are a good team. 
I'm pretty positive the Mavs are a really good two. Um, I don't know if they're a good team, but they have really good players. They have two top 20 players on their team. Yeah. Um, I think the like if Carl Anthony Towns comes back, I think they're a good team. Like, I think they're kind of built for a playoff matchup against a few teams. I think the Lakers are a pretty good team right now, the way they play defense. Um, I feel like I'm missing somebody in there. The Clippers are a good team if they're healthy. But that's also kind of the shitty thing about the West and, like, the Mavs right now is I don't know what seed you want to have, and I don't know what the matchup is that you want to have. Yeah. But I know you don't want to be in the play, and I don't think, just because all the variables that come with that, like if you go cold for two games, then you're out of the playoffs. And if you go cold for one, then you're the eight seed. Um, but, like, if you're the six seed, realistically, you're going to play the Grizzlies, right? Yeah. And, and John Morant's going to be back for the playoffs. And the Grizzlies are really good. They're going to have home court advantage. But I'm not, like, afraid to play the Grizzlies. They should have lost in the first round last year. Don't remind me. That's yeah, that's why we're exactly. switching. Exactly. But then, like, if you do get the seventh seed, like, if you have to go into the play-in and you're the seventh seed, you're playing the Kings. And I I think that's a matchup that you would be or okay Grizzlies, with. Whichever one. They're, like, yeah. right now. So. But I figure the Grizzlies are probably going to keep falling back without Jaw. That's kind of my thinking. I think he – they said something about he could be back Monday, but I thought they said eight games, so unless they retroactive the game. Retroactive. Yeah, I I think – yeah, the last thing I saw was he got the eight-game suspension from the the Grizzlies. Yeah. So – No, the NBA gave him eight games. All right, NBA, yeah. So – He was already away from the Grizzlies, but yeah. But he'll be back for the playoffs, but I think they're going to end up as a three seed. I think the Kings are going to be the two. Nuggets are your one. But from there. I don't think the Grizzlies are going to drop enough to go behind the Suns. Like, yeah, no. They're, I think they're going to be stuck as the three. But then it's like the four, five, six. The four and five matchup is going to be fascinating because I think the Suns are still going. They're, the Suns are going to find a way to be the four or the five. So then if you're Dallas or whoever you are, do you really want to be the four or the five? Probably. Because you're probably, yeah, you're going to probably have to play maybe the most talented team in the West in the first round. But who knows if fucking Kevin Durant's going to come back. They say he could play right now, but he gets hurt all the time. Like, I look, Kevin Durant's maybe my favorite player ever, but he's hurt all the time now. Like, Chris Paul gets hurt all the time. Like, if you're Dallas, you beat them last year, but and now you have Kyrie, they have KD. But, like, if you're the Clippers, I think you still have to feel pretty decent if you're playing the Suns. But I'm also not sure if, I, if, if I'm Dallas, if I want to play the Clippers in the first round. Yeah. So I really do – I like, being a Mavs fan, I don't think I want them to get too hot, but I want them to be hot enough to where they stay the six. Yeah, I just I think the six is the sweet spot. The six is the sweet spot because then you're probably going to play the Grizzlies or hopefully the Kings. Because if you get the six and you play the Grizzlies, like and you're assuming that the Kings win that first series, 
which I think they could also lose it. Yeah. But then if you're the Mavs, if you win that first round series, you're either playing the Kings or Minnesota probably, or the Lakers or fucking the Warriors, I guess. I I just think the, if healthy, the Mavericks can wear people down. Just it's, it's like ass backwards. You'd think how fast paced teams would wear people down, but I think Luka Doncic slowing the game down actually wears people. That motherfucker's built for the playoffs. Like when Kyrie's in, you can do fast break. Whenever Luca's in, you can do half court offense, waste time. Like, but Kyrie's such a playoff, like a playoff style player. He's a big shot guy, big, huge big shot guy. But then also like he can go ISO. He can do everything that you need. He can create his own shot. He can spot up shoot. Like the I still like the Mavs in a seven game series. I still think they can beat anybody in the West. I really do. Yeah. And like, yeah, what you're saying, the six, the six might be the sweet spot because I think that's your easiest road to the NBA finals. Yeah. Cause in, in my head, this is how it, how I think it'll go. If the Mavs are the six seed, I think they'll beat whoever the three seed is. I think they'll find a way to win that next series against the Kings or maybe the Warriors, especially the Warriors if they don't have, um, Andrew Wiggins, and you would have home court, which would be huge. But you win that series, and then exactly, and they they suck on the road. And then in the Western Conference Finals, you're playing the Nuggets or Phoenix, probably. Yeah, and I think you got to like your like like your shots there. Yeah. So I I think I think it's if if the Mavericks stand track, they'll they'll be fine. They just need to give give Christian Wood more minutes, and make Jaden Hardy the fucking six man already. Amen, brother. He can straight get fucking buckets. There's no reason why he should be playing five minutes in a game. It's stupid. But I don't know. I Jason Kidd. I don't know because it seems like the players still like him now, and I feel like the lot. I thought the locker room was turning on him, but it now it seems like they still really like him. He's jumping on the fucking dog pile and shit. So what you're saying is, is the Mavericks don't think Jason Kidd is an asshole. I don't know. I think <laughs> it, it, it's so hard to say. Like, I can't tell if he's playing Jedi mind games and he's fucking with us all. And like he's because now I'm talking myself into thinking maybe he's not playing Christian Wood to teach Christian Wood a lesson of like team play, team basketball. <laughs> And like you need to play defense or you're not gonna play, but then at the same time he's like defense really doesn't matter now, blah blah blah. But I'm like, is he saying this to piss the guys off? Yeah. Light a fire. This is it's yeah, but like but then I'm thinking like this is Greg Popovich, Bill Belichick level shit. There's no way Jason Kidd's on that. But yeah. maybe he is. <laughs> you, you know what His I mean? Direction. <laughs> he's fucking he's giving you you're looking here, you're looking here, you're looking at the thunder. Bam! And he's giving you the lightning down low. Yeah. The little fucking razzle-dazzle. Jason Kidd, coach of the year. But come come back to me next week. Okay. It changes every week, so. Yeah, ne- next Saturday I might want him fired again. All right, my friend. Um, it's pretty good for the Mavs, I think. You want to go into Oswald? I I always want to come in the asshole. 
<laughs> All right, go ahead, go ahead and uh, we're just going to go ahead and come right into the asshole of the week here. All right. <laughs> Speaking of the madness earlier, we got we got two options here, Lucas. You're going to vote for uh, who the asshole is. Personally, Okay. I'm thinking this is honorable mention. Right so here. you're given you're giving me the options, and then I am actually choosing the asshole. I think so, yeah. I, I I think we will come to a unanimous decision. Okay. I hope so. First, sports well, they're semi both sports related. Number one, speaking of the madness, March Madness. Kihei Clark of the oh, Virginia God. Cavaliers. This was bad. They were at the end of the game. Winning. To Furman, the 13 seed. Who the fuck that is? They have cool I listened to the TikTok yeah. gods on that one, too. Uh, they said Furman had, like, the number one offense. So I was like, let's have him winning. So I picked him. But they were winning. Inbound the ball. Clark sits there. And he tosses the ball away. Ooh. They had a timeout. You know what that toss looked like, though? What? I I had a fucking... I think this was my middle school coach in, like, 7th or 8th grade basketball. His name was Coach Barge. I tried one of those fucking throws in a game. I got trapped in that same scenario, like, 7th grade. So this isn't good on him, either. This makes him look like a fucking 7th grade Luke Chapman. But he said it was a fucking... When you, like... You take a grenade and you take the top off and you fucking chuck it. Yeah. Like chuck it in the That was definitely pit. what it was. It was just a grenade toss. He fucking took the top, <clears throat> chucked the grenade. That's what that was. That was seventh grade Luke Chapman shit. And then Furman went down the court with less than however many seconds left, chucked up a three and one. Bang! Bang! That was fucking awful. Yeah, Virginia. so I think if you are an alumni of the University of Virginia or a fan, uh, he should be your asshole of the week, sports wise. Yes. He he's the asshole. I that's think. just such a that's a bad loss, dude. Bad bad loss. To end like that too, that sucks. Part of me, you you seeing shit like that, it's like that's why you hate college basketball. Yeah, like. I, I've always thought college basketball is bad, bad quality. Like, unless it's like the elite guys, like every now and again, when you see like Kevin Durant in college or Carmelo or Blake Griffin or something like that, like then it like you can tell those guys are different. Michael Beasley. Yeah, dude, Michael Beasley at K-State was a fucking monster. Yes. Maybe the best college basketball player I've ever fucking seen, but – for the most part, it's just these kids have no IQ and then they can't beat a fucking 2-3 zone because they can't shoot or they just won't shoot an open fucking J. Yeah. It stinks. And everything is still worked through the post in college. And I fucking hate it. <laughs> yeah. And a zone can, like, fucking um, any kind of, like, a press just kills an offense. But, yeah. That's I, I'll stop bitching about college basketball. That's a good asshole. <laughs> I like that. But but there's that. The next one. Shout out to your wife, Hannah. Shout out Pookie. That's what I call her. I love her to death. She was this week's submission. 
And I saw this all over Twitter as well. And I wholeheartedly agree. This man is an asshole. Yes. I love this story. He's a piece of shit. Flyers GM's son. So the Philadelphia Flyers hockey for you folks that don't actually watch hockey. Um, It it is a sport. It is a sport. Damn hard sport. Um, The GM's son, Carson Briere, he was uh, walking into like he's in college. I think he's 20 something. He was walking into a bar and him and his buddy were up there uh, messing around with like a little wheelchair and there was a little disabled girl at the bar using the restroom. And I don't know if he, they just were drunk. I mean, I'm not giving them any excuses. They didn't realize somebody was in there, whatever, but they were fucking around with it. And then they tossed the damn wheelchair down the stairs at the bar. And that, that poor little disabled girl, I don't know what happened to her, but I imagine she didn't get around very well. She came crawling out of that fucking bathroom wondering where that chair was. Yeah, she was probably looking like Anakin Skywalker in the third oh, Star Wars movie. Oh, God. <laughs> I have the high ground, Anakin. <laughs> Except she had the high ground because she was at the top of the stairs. Not to poke fun. Maybe I'm the asshole now for saying that, but. Yeah, uh, I, we might both be a little bit there. Yeah. Um, a, cu- a couple things about this story that I hate and love. Number one, Carson might be the biggest cocksucker name. Like, you, you know, when you see like the fucking biggest fuckboy, frat boy names, I think Carson should be in the top two or three every time. I've never met a Carson that I liked. Yeah, it's also a good, it's, uh, if you want to fast track the NFL, your name might be Carson. Yeah. It's just Carson it's a, Wentz, I, Carson Palmer, yeah, yeah. And what what are both those guys? Fucking bitches. Correct. Especially Carson Wentz. Just Carson, Carson equals no cartilage. Yeah, the fucking sound of that name, dude. It gives me like a literal fucking ick. Carson. Ugh. It's like they didn't actually name them until they could walk, and it's just like get in the car, son. Yeah, they didn't fucking name them until they were dropping a roofie and some girls drink at a frat party. And they're like, that's a Carson. That's how I feel about it. <laughs> um, number two thing that I love about this story is this is another huge L for the city of Philly. How many L's can fucking Philly take in one year? Infinite. Apparently that was like bit five or six. They got the fucking Phillies losing in the World Series. The fucking Kegels losing in the Super Bowl. Then you got this fucking guy disrespecting the Phillies. You know, it's just Philly as a whole right now. Bad, bad look, bad look. Oh, yeah. And fucking Rocky not being in Creed. Yeah, that's fucking four, four huge L's that that might still be OK, though. Debate is on that. Yeah, I think that's better for the franchise. But for the city of Philly, I'm I'm not sure how many people actually went and saw Creed three in Philly. Well, wasn't wasn't based out of Philly. So there's that. Exactly. They were fucking rioting. They said, where's our Philly? Bullshit. Yeah, that's a yeah. great offer. Um, for me, this is going to be unanimous. I think taking taking a wheelchair away from somebody is maybe the most fucked up thing you can do, especially if they actually can't walk. If you want to see the video, I'll throw the link in to the replies of this uh, of our podcast. 
Yeah, um, throw the link in. The, the only time you should ever move a wheelchair. Pull, pull it up, Jamie. It, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, Jamie. J- God damn it, Jamie. 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 Yeah, get that in there. The only Funny thing, just to end on it. Yeah. If you uh, look up, I, I already forgot, but my coworker Michael showed me this. I think the college he goes to is called. It's something stupid. I think it was like Whitehurst or some shit. Look it up. Sounds but racist. On their Wikipedia page, they've had so little to do in their like 120 years of existence that that story is under one of their three controversies <laughs> on their Wikipedia page. What a fucking school, man. Right. It's a little private college, so I, I doubt anybody's updating their Wikipedia page very often, yeah. to be honest. And this fucking Carson, he sounds like a private school little bitch. Well, you know, his dad makes a couple mil. If know. Listen, if my dad, who, God rest his soul, if he made a fucking couple mil and he sent me to Whitehead University instead of going to Arizona State or fucking Tejas or one of these big-ass public universities, I'd fucking kill him. But rest, rest his father. Not not you, not you Austin. I it's mean, okay, my son. Yes, exactly. Um, it's fucked up, dude. It's a shitty Mercy, dad. Not Whitehurst. It is Mercyhurst, and he played on their hockey team, and I think he got suspended for it. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Lord and that, Lord. Uh, that chaps my ass a little bit. Um, what's trapping your ass? Chapped. God damn it. That was a beautiful segue, Austin. Um, my chapter of the week is going for uh, it's going to my beloved Dallas Cowboys here. And I'm really not sure if if I'm chapped, if I need baby powder or whatever. But there's a lot of things. There's a lot of pieces to this puzzle. Number one, a lot of things Dallas did this past week I absolutely loved. We re-signed Leighton Vandresh. We re-signed Donovan Wilson. Um, like, those things were huge. We got, we got Tony Pollard back. We got Terrence Steele back, starting right tackle. We got a lot of players back that played big roles on our team. Normally, we just let those guys walk, and then we go fucking sign people from the dollar store to fill in the roles and then draft and Dallas drafts really well for the most part, but Steven Jones, Jerry Jones, their whole philosophy the last 10 years has pretty much been, we'll get better through the draft. Like literally I want to say it's like 10 of the starters on defense or nine of the starters on defense. Dallas has drafted off the top of my head. Every single starter on the offense right now is drafted from the Cowboys. The whole entire offensive line both wide receivers, both tight ends, running back, quarterback, everything drafted by the Cowboys. I mean, sometimes I, I mean, I, they, they usually take the best player on the board and I like that philosophy for them. So they always CD lamb. They didn't need him at the time, but like, Holy shit. He's there. I'll take him. He's there. Yeah. 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 Which in hindsight, I, I love CD lamb, but like Justin Jefferson went two picks before him or two picks after him. I'm like, I think that'll always kind of be prospect wise. CD lamb was better coming out. But... Yeah. And I still and Henry think... Ruggs got drafted before him. So exactly. And a that's couple a, of that's a guys. crash and burn. Yeah. To that lady and her dog. Yeah. I fucking CD lambs a stud. Like he just had 1400 yards. He's got like, he averages like 1200 yards. I think 
every fucking year. Like he's great. It's just Justin Jefferson has been otherworldly. So whatever. But that's neither here nor there. Dallas did a lot of things that I loved. They got aggressive. They went out and got Stephon Gilmore, which cocksuckers, if you don't think he's still good at football, go look at his pro football focus grades. Normally I hate pro football focus, but I'm going to use them to my advantage here. He was like a top 10 corner in most analytical stats last year. He was really fucking good. And he pretty much took CD Lamb out of a game last year. So, yeah. Um, so I, I absolutely love that. Uh, now you get him with Trayvon Diggs on the other side. We had Deron Bland last year, who was a fifth-round rookie, who got five interceptions, played the hell out of the slot. But because injuries towards the end of last year, he had to play outside. Now that's a good thing. Now we have this kid who's young, who could play inside, outside, whatever. Now Diggs can exclusively play on the left side, Gilmore exclusively on the right side. We have all three of our starting safeties back. Our linebacker room is still intact. And I still want them to go out and get another linebacker. Like if they get Bobby Wagner, that'd be fucking sweet. Because all that would mean is Michael Parsons does not have to waste his time playing linebacker. And the good thing about this is, like we have our whole entire defensive line still intact. With the secondary being what it is, like the secondary is going to hold a little better. Now that gives Micah 0.2 seconds longer. That gives DeMarcus 0.2 seconds longer. I think you're going to get more sacks, more pressures because of the more pressures, better coverage. You're going to get even more turnovers. And Dallas became, I want to say, like the first team since the 85-86 Bears to lead the NFL in forced turnovers back-to-back years. Their defense has been really good the last two years. I think the defense is going to be even better this year. Like I think it's the 49ers and then it's Dallas and then a little bit of a drop off at this moment for the best defensive teams. You can win a Super Bowl with that. I love it. But what is pissing me off about the Cowboys is one, there's now reports that they don't really want to trade their second or third round draft pick to go get DeAndre Hopkins. I just I fucking hate it because trade that goddamn pick Go get Hopkins, put him next to CD, try try to win the fucking NFC, like you, you said. If you don't get that, what are your thoughts on them bringing in? Because Chiefs and Cowboys have both been linked to Hopkins and Adam Thielen. Do you think Adam Thielen does anything to move the needle for you guys? I don't think Adam Thielen does much for Dallas, but I think he would be good for Kansas City. Because I think with Dallas – like we like CD Lamb already kind of does a lot of the possession stuff anyways and Dak like on third downs he's he's going to the tight ends like I'm glad we're not bringing Dalton Schultz back we have a couple of young pups so I don't think he really moves the needle for us other than the fact that I think Dak would know where Adam Thielen's going to be like Adam Thielen's going to run the right route all that kind of shit so that'd be cool so maybe um but the big thing is, I think if Michael Gallup is just better this year off the ACL and then we go get Odell or DeAndre Hopkins, then like you have re- like real, real weapons again. Yeah. Um, and I think I think doing that before the draft would make Dallas the favorite in the NFC. But the fact that they're not just saying, fuck it, let's go be aggressive pisses me off. Yeah, well, um, I mean, Hopkins has expressed his interest that he wants to go to Dallas. So he's in, yeah, he's literally yeah. in Dallas. He's at Des Bryant's house. He's right next to the Cowboys facility. Meet with his fucking agent. Send a call. Hey, we'll give you a third round pick, and we'll give you fucking. The only problem is, is I saw a story out. that the Cardinals want 
a similar deal from what they gave up for him. Yeah, it's stupid. Which, honestly, in hindsight now, everybody was clowning the Texans. DeAndre Hopkins has been with the Cardinals for three years. The last two years, he's played like a total of like 17 games. Yeah, because he was hurt, and then the next this year he was suspended. suspended. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, did the Texans really make that bad of a trade? Hmm. I don't know. Up for debate? Uh, you know, I don't know. Hindsight's twenty twenty. That's why you can't really judge these things. Yeah. At first, so I was sure. like, I was like, that's all you got. Now it's just like, well, you guys were going to be dog shit regardless. So at least you got something, and he didn't really play that much. So. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but it's chapping my ass at Dallas isn't just going for it. But I like that they're at least kind of bringing back people. They're being a little more aggressive in free agency. Um, but what really kind of has my ass chapped is Cowboys fans. Okay. And why my ass is chapped about Cowboys fans is obviously we cut Ezekiel Elliott. I love Zeke. He played in the same division as myself in high school, small high school kid from Missouri. He's a stud. He was a stud at Ohio State for seven years, pretty much for six years. He's been a stud for Dallas. The last two years he's played through a lot of fucking injuries Hasn't complained, missed – I think he missed his first game due to injury this year, and they forced him to sit. I think he missed two or three games because of it. But he still, like, he runs hard as fuck. He blocks his ass off. But he doesn't have that explosion towards the end of the year because, yeah, his his knees and shit are given out. I don't think he can take 250, 300 touches every year. But he's yeah. still, like – in the right situation, he's a really good football player. Well, if, if you give him – like, I mean, similar to what he was doing for Dallas. If you give him limited role for a while, he could, he could, uh, he let could his be in, go for another four years, probably just in a yeah. limited role. Like, yeah, and he could be, did. He, yeah, and he could be really good, like in December, January, which I think that's all he cares about right now. But what's pissing me off is a lot of Cowboys fans just seem to like think he's just been absolutely dog shit when in all reality, like, I, I got this whole fucking stat thing or whatever. But since 2016, since he came into the NFL, he's got the most all-purpose yards. He's got the second-most total touchdowns. Been three-time Pro Bowl guy. Like, he's his. this was his worst year. He got, like, 900 rushing yards. He finished two other years where he got, like, 989 rushing yards. But then every other year, his per-average basis is, like, 1,400 yards and, like, 12 touchdowns. And he came in the same year as Derrick Henry. He's got more rushing yards. He's got over 10,000 total yards in seven years. But, like, but that's, some that's Cowboys. The, that's the shelf life of a running back. I mean, I don't. I, I know. It's it's just bullshit because there's so many people who are just like, oh, he's just absolute dog shit. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, this guy got he, – he has better career stats than Terrell Davis, who's in the Hall of Fame. He played seven years. He played his fucking tail off. But now because he's played hurt football and, you know, shelf life of a running back, He's not the same guy, but it's some people are like acting like this dude's just absolute shit and he can't play football. I'm like, he he still can play a little ball. He's just not 21 years old. Right. I'm like, it's he's the third best running back in Cowboys history and they have a really good history of running backs. And he just deserves that respect as one of the best Cowboys players of all time, especially at that position. And so I just want to give. Give respect to Zeke, man. He, uh, for the last seven years, a lot of good memories. It flew by insanely quick. But I love Zeke. Like, he'll always be one of my favorite Cowboys players. Um, 
And it's just trapping my ass that I feel like he's not getting the full respect from a lot of people. Um, but Jerry Jones wrote a letter about him and the Cowboys have done a lot of really nice things about it. Um, but it still kind of hurts, man. It hurts. But so, it was the right move. So what you're saying is, is the Cowboys are chapping and powdering your ass at the same time. So it's like you get a little chafe. Yeah. And you put the Johnson and Johnson on it right after. It's yeah. just like a well-oiled machine right there. Yeah, it's a weird sensation, but that's 365 for the Cowboys and me. Yeah. You know. But I love you, Zeke. I love you. Yeah, man. Before we uh get into the draft, I just uh kind of want to double down on your chapness last week from the fucking weather. Yeah. Tell me about I it. T- I told you earlier in the in the podcast how it's been like cold and rainy here the last few days randomly it's it's raining then it starts snowing like i'm looking out the window right now and i'm seeing snowflakes again the middle of march somebody fucking hamburger help me that's all i gotta say that's just good old midwestern midwest weather boy and i know you and uh hannah were supposed to come up this weekend but your texas skin can't do it no more no, I really can't. Like, I'm not even bullshitting with you, dude. It is probably 45 degrees outside right now. It may be a little warmer now. That's maybe like for you. Well, dude, seriously, when I went out to get my fucking frozen coffee this morning, it was probably 40 degrees, and I literally had to put sweatpants on, sweatpants yeah. and hoodie. I I can't I can't do below 30. I can't cool. do below. 40 really I'm, I'm watching my dog my uh not my dog I'm watching my uncle's dog this week and this little shit woke me up at five o'clock in the morning to let him outside it was like seven degrees my balls went up inside of me and I still haven't located them you essentially were neutered uh yes just like him that's and that's why we are a pro cat podcast don't forget to get your <laughs> animal spayed and neutered Yes, exactly. All right, man. Uh, time for the best part of this podcast. I think for me, my favorite part at least is the draft. Yeah. Sure and is. this week we have heartbreaking L's on the on the uh, on the docket. Yeah. There's been a lot in the realm of sports. Quite a bit, man. There's there's lots of pretty good options here. Um, but I'm pretty curious as to see what you go with. I thought about literally just making an all Dallas Cowboys playoff <laughs> heartbreak, uh, but I chose not to do that. Uh, just to be a little more all inclusive for everybody here. Um, yeah, but yeah. With that being said, do you want to go first, or would you like me to go first? I believe it is your turn, sir. Okay, good. Well, with my first pick, I'm going to go with anybody that knows me knows that this is literally the worst. Well, I shouldn't say that. This is probably the second or third worst day of my entire life. Um, and it is January 11th of 2015, Dallas Cowboys in Lambeau Field, fourth and two. Tony Romo goes deep. Des Bryant goes up. He catches it. He takes three steps. He reaches for the goal line. Is it a touchdown? Is it a catch? Is he down at the at the goal line? What is it? It's Referees been years. Ruling. It's been yeah. years, and people are still saying Des caught it. 
Exactly. Well, it doesn't help that literally two years after the NFL came out and said, oh, yeah, actually, by the rule of the law, this should have been a catch. Oh, oh you think? <laughs> um, I've never, and I'm not sure if I ever will be again, been that upset and that pissed off at the, at the same time. And as a Cowboys fan, I will I'll always think that they they were going to win the Super Bowl that year. It just seemed it seemed like it it just it was destiny. That was Romo's year to do it. That was Des Bryant at his absolute apex. DeMarco ran for 1800 yards. Everything was going right. We beat Seattle in Seattle that year. That's who we would have played next. I think we would have beat him again and I I they would have gave the ball to DeMarco or thrown a goal line fade to Dez if they were in the same scenario that the Seahawks were in. So I think they would have won that Super Bowl, and it fucking hurts. But what's also heartbreaking about that game is Dallas was up eight points earlier in that game, early fourth quarter, and DeMarco Murray, he gets this fucking thing, a hole as wide as the fucking Red Sea for Moses parting the seas or whatever. It should have been a 70-yard touchdown run. Nobody in front of him. Green grass. And this always gets forgotten about now. But he fucking toted that thing, just swung the football all over the place. And Julius Peppers reaches out from behind, pokes the ball out, Packers recover, get points out of it. And if if he does not fumble this ball, he probably houses this for a 70-yard touchdown. Dallas goes up two scores then I don't have to worry about the fucking the Des caught it thing. That almost haunts me as much as the Des Bryant catch, but it just that haunts me so much because Tony Romo the next year got hurt. Then the next year he got hurt, lost his job. Des Bryant was never the same guy after that. So that is that's why it's such a heartbreaking L. It's the biggest heartbreaking L for me in my fucking life. Yeah, man. It it still haunts me. If you're talking about that passionately, it's a heartbreak. I mean, I could do that with every single Cowboys playoff loss in my defense, too. But, yeah, that one hurts. That one stings the most. Yeah. That one does suck. I'm not going to lie. Dude, it fucking sucks. It still fucking sucks. Like, I think that would have been – yeah, that was a Super Bowl year. But I'm I'm not going to keep harping on it. Can't live in the past, Luke. Get over it. Whatever. All right, man, what's your first pick? All right, my first pick. Everybody knows this story. It's an individual sport. Um, this isn't really a L for a fan's perspective, but a L from the athlete's perspective. And we're going to go with uh, the L that Lance Armstrong took with losing <laughs> his testicle. Oh, Jesus, man. Yeah, that is tough. Oh, yeah. I mean, the man on top of the game loses what probably a, a vital function of his body in his in his nut. Uh, yeah, I mean, just me thinking about it. I'm, I'm glad old lefty's here still. <laughs> well, you're almost losing your nut with the fucking kind of weather you're getting up there right now, man. Yes, sir. You got a little lance in you. One, one lance argues that. It was actually a W for him because obviously he got rid of the cancer and it might've made him a little bit more aerodynamic, like a duck. 
to that's cycle. good actually yeah probably but, made him a better cyclist yeah that's all that was number one <laughs> lance armstrong times nut it's a big, big swing baby big yep. swing i love it number, right, number two on the board two. we're gonna go practical this time <laughs> okay um, okay and like these don't these are just for the general public and it really doesn't affect my life so it's not heartbreaking towards me per se but i would say the uh the seahawks throwing a um, game interception game losing interception in, on the one yard one line yard and they could have uh handed the ball off to Marshawn Lynch and he could have said hold my dick hold his dick jumped in the goal line yeah they yep. wanted Russell Wilson to be the hero so bad one might say it's rigged because of that but yes i read the script yeah that's that i just feel like that's a big big one that people talk about a lot so there's that yeah no there's no doubt about it the patriots have got super lucky and quite a bit of super bowls and that's an incredible segue into my second pick 28 to 3 nothing else needs to be said yep that was on my board yep (laughs) 28 to 3. Matt Ryan's career pretty much ruined because of that the Falcons ruined. That that would have been probably one two for me if I didn't want to go nut. Yeah. The I I fucking hate Tom Brady and the Patriots. They've got so lucky in so many fucking Super Bowls. Um, but yeah, that's my two. My number three is actually gonna be a little surprising here. Um actually not really. I'm gonna go with the New York Yankees 2004 collapse against the Boston Red Sox. Okay. Um, anybody that doesn't know the story, they're up three, nothing on their arch rival Boston Red Sox. Obviously they end up losing four straight games. It became the first ever series. I want to say in sports where a team overcame a three Oh deficit. I know it's happened in hockey now. Um, but what is most heartbreaking about that is you lose four straight to your bitter rival. A couple of those games, you had the chance to win. Then you watch the Red Sox break their curse. Then you watch them win another World Series, I want to say like three years later. Then they win another World Series like four years later. And then I think they, they won in 2018. So since then, since you lost that series, you're down in the World Series count to the Red Sox four to one. And they've just been a significantly better franchise, too, since that moment than the Yankees. That was like the ultimate swing. It was like there was the great the curse of the great Bambino that gave the Yankees life for like 80 years. Yeah. Now it almost seems like it's it's the reverse. The Yankees can't get back to the World Series. They got to the one but they don't really have playoff success. It's very strange. And then the Red Sox, it's like every like three years, they win a World Series. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, It's my number three. I really like that one. Very good segue for my next pick. Thank you. Because mine is also Yankees versus Red Sox. But a decade before. It would be... Bill Buckner. Yeah. I thought about going with that one instead. Losing the game at first base when the ball went between his legs, looking like a 
eight-year-old me when my dad let me play goalie for the first time and I let a slow roller get by by my legs, man. I don't know. Oh, that joke, like, and that's the other thing is that was their first shot at really doing anything. That went in the world because first, of the yeah. Bambino, great Bambino thing. So the curse of the great Bambino. Yeah, uh, I couldn't imagine. I don't know. <clears throat> I guess I can't imagine because the Royals are dog shit, or we're dog shit for my whole life until then. <laughs> yeah, and the Cubs, they, yeah. Chicago people get it too. So there's that. Cubs, maybe I think Cleveland, the Indy or the Guardians. Yeah, the Cleveland baseball team. Um, there's a couple teams. I honestly, I kind of think the Texas Rangers kind of have that a little bit. They've never won a World Series, which actually kind of surprises me a little. But then yeah, they they're had, always just kind of mediocre. Yeah, but then they had those two years, in I think it was 2010. Game six that they were like down to the last out, and then David Freeze. Right? No, that was 2011. They got down to the final out. All they had to do was get one more out, and I think they were up one run. And David Freeze hit like a fucking triple on the last mm-hmm. strike. Um, yeah, baseball is just cruel, man. A lot of the times, because you can win 115 games and then get bumped. That sucks. Yeah, Bill Buckner. I don't know how that man didn't commit suicide in the 80s. Imagine if fucking I really that don't happened. Know like, dude, imagine if that happened, but in today's day and age. And, like, baseball was significantly larger at that point. Yeah. Like, if it was the same size as it is now in Boston and that thing slid through, dude, social media, it, that dude probably would literally commit suicide or he'd never play oh, baseball yeah. again. That shit would be wild. And that's a damn good pick. That's a good pick. A lot of baseball here. Yeah. Look at us. Diversifying the portfolio. There was an episode. Have you ever have you ever watched Curb Your Enthusiasm with the Larry David show on HBO? Yeah, uh, I'm not gonna say I've like watched all of it, but I'm rewatching Seinfeld. Oh yeah, you told me that. So, yeah. There was like an episode yeah. of Bill Buckner like getting his redemption story. <laughs> like he was like like saved a man for a fire, and everybody in Boston loved him again. And he deserves. I'm pretty sure it was like that, that show, or maybe it was another show, or like How I Met Your Mother or something. But there wasn't. There was a Bill Buckner episode in Curb. So. Sounds like that could be a fucking a Ben Affleck, Matt Damon movie. Yeah, that's their next project after Air. <laughs> yeah, whatever the fucking Boston is, that Boston story they want to tell. Number um, number four, I'm gonna get one that uh, hurts my heart as a yes. Chiefs fan. Beautiful. There's actually quite a few I can go to here. This two or three the exact same. Uh, Indianapolis Colts? Correct. This is the exact yeah. same team, and it's going to go in the playoffs when the Chiefs blew a 38-10 to 10 lead uh, to Andrew Luck. Yeah. And it was – That was wild, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing – watching that game live was fucking wild. I saw, I saw that pass up there for Dwayne Bowe, and it was like – Somewhere over to Rainbow, and then he dropped it. Was that like that was the one Alex Smith threw a fucking dime? This was when they were trailing at this point, right? The Debo on the side when they had to start coming back, and he couldn't get his feet or couldn't get a foot down. I think he got one foot down, but couldn't get both of them down. Yeah, and I think that I, I I couldn't tell you factually, but I think at that point that's when the Alex Smith not throwing a touchdown to a wide receiver streak started was after that game. Maybe that was still an insane. They went a whole fucking season. 
Yeah. That might be the actually. I think it started at the that. second half of one season, and then it went into another one. But things blend together for me, so I'm not really sure. And fucking look at you now, you cocksucker. Yeah, look at me now. <laughs> look at you now. Oh, the fucking quarterback glow up in Kansas City, you fucks. Let me show you my O face. Oh, oh. Yeah, dude, that shit was wild, man. I think you could put that together with the no punt game. Yeah, that sucked. There was a different Colts game, like, uh, I don't know, 06 or some shit, whenever the Colts had a bunch of people out and Larry Johnson was supposed to run for, like, 200 yards, and then he didn't do anything, and we lost. Yeah, they lost by a couple scores, too. But I think Ty Law was picked off Peyton Manning again a couple times. He was the fucking Manning killer, Ty Law. He really was. It just sucks because I think that was still when Damon Heward or uh, Brody Croyle was playing QB for the Chiefs. Maybe Trent Green was back. Maybe. Yeah, he was He was playing. Yeah, those were some weird Chiefs teams, dude. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Chiefs from like 05 to 08, whenever they were like, okay. No, I'm going to say like literally to like 2012. Just weird. Well, those ones weren't weird. Like the they were just really Coyle, Matt yeah. Castle, uh, Damon Heward. The, those were weird because they sucked. But yeah, but they had fucking Jamal going off and shit. You know. Yeah, I feel so bad for him. He's probably my favorite chief. Is Jamal Charles? Yeah, he would have looked so goddamn sexy in a Cowboys uniform. Uh, or just he's one of, playing now with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he's one of my favorite Longhorns of all time. Makes sense. Fun fact. Him and Emmanuel Acho, my favorite analyst. I also like Derek Johnson. Yeah. This is sarcasm. I actually hate Emmanuel Acho. He fucking sucks dick. I have a Derek Johnson. As an analyst. Every way possible. Okay. Fair. Yeah. I actually have a Derek Johnson 04 Rose Bowl jersey. Ooh, that's sick. It it is very fucking sick. They both go to the Chiefs, and then it didn't swing you to go to the Chiefs over the Cowboys. I have both their jerseys for the Chiefs. Yeah, like, I nice. just – I don't know. So I, I don't know why. I I can't explain the story anymore. I don't know why. <laughs> that it was my three and four, so your four or five is next? Four or five, yeah. Um, or no. Yeah. yeah. Four or five. Um, shit. I got a lot on my board here. Um. Should I double back with another Cowboys one? No. Well, okay. No. No. Well, so I I only want to pick one if I think a championship realistically was on the line. That's kind of what I'm going with here. So I'm going to go with the 2013 NBA Finals um, Game 6 and Game 7. So it was Miami Heat versus the San Antonio Spurs. If those of you who don't remember, game Josh gets six, the rebound. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking, I want to say LeBron uh, bricked, absolutely fucking bricked a three to try to tie the game. Yeah. Chris Bosch gets the rebound, kicks it out to Ray Allen. Ray Allen shoots it and bang, 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 bang. Yeah. Iconic. Um, literally iconic. Um, triple bang. Literally a triple bang. That might have been the first triple bang ever. But that tied the game. Then the Heat won it in overtime. So they won game six, tied the series up at three. 
And then what's also heartbreaking is that very next game, in game seven, Tim Duncan, one of the all-time greatest players of all time, the Spurs were down two points, and then he pretty much just missed a little bunny layup at the rim that would have tied the game and sent that into overtime. So then the Miami Heat won the NBA championship, and then, you know, they got the back-to-back championships, all that kind of shit. Um, But that was just absolutely heartbreaking. Like, Ray Allen making that shot was fucking insane. Them getting the rebound, just the way the Spurs lost that, but then – that made them an absolute force the next year. And that next NBA finals that they played against each other was just a bloodbath. Yeah. It's fucking shitty. That was a really bad NBA finals because the Spurs were just so fucking meticulous of how they just picked apart the fucking Miami and I, Heat. And I've never been a Spurs fan per se. Never. Uh, Fuck the Spurs. But that was a time when everybody unified and it was, it was fucking. It was everybody up. hated the Heat. Yeah. So it was pretty much heartbreaking to everyone, but there was the you know the LeBron D Wade Dick Riders that w- that would probably be the opposite, but it's whatever. Fuck those guys. Yeah. But it yeah, it literally was insane, man. And like if the Spurs win that and then they win the next year, I mean Tim Duncan's got six NBA championships, two MVPs, a defense player of the year. I mean, I I personally I don't think he's the best power forward of all time. But, like, if you have two MVPs, defense player of the year, six championships, never a losing season, I mean, you can make a case. Best player of the generation. Top ten player Just wasn't ever. exciting, as I think is why. But no, he wasn't exciting at all. He Mr. was too fundamentally sound. Correct. Yeah, exactly. He was essentially that, a European player. It's funny that people called him Tim the Dunk Man Duncan because he didn't really dunk a lot, so. No, he that motherfucker. I don't think he dunked after like 2002. There's a she reason he missed the baby layup when he could have dunked that shit. Yeah, at fucking six eleven. This was around the time that he was pretty much fucking Edie from Purdue. <laughs> couldn't couldn't move the same way, but still, it was Tim Duncan. But yeah, that was fucking heartbreaking, definitely for me as a LeBron hater. But that's my four, dude. Noise. What about you? <laughs> Iconic, dude. Five? Oh, shit. Yeah, my five. <laughs> um, my five. Oof. I'm going to go with the 1990 Buffalo Bills. Can I go with all four Super Bowls? You want to. I, the one, you, is the 1990 the one where, with the field goal? Yeah, 1990 is the wide right. So I'll go. I'll go 1990. Okay. Because actually, no, fuck that. I'm gonna go with the 1993 Super Bowl where Dallas fucking dog farted on them and beat them 52 to 17 in the last Super Bowl that they played in. So that's it not just, a cl- that's not a close heartbreak. That's just one where it's you got that's fucking like, embarrassed. Yeah, you you got back for the fourth time, and then Dallas punched you in the fucking the first time they played in the Super Bowl. I think Dallas won by like ten, and then the second time Dallas beat them by like thirty five. Yeah, it's like God, that fucking sucks. But yeah, the nineteen nineties Buffalo Bills, the greatest team that never was because you never actually won, but you did get to four straight Super Bowls. 
which is absolutely insane. But like, would you rather get to four straight or not even go to one if you lost four straight? Yeah. I don't know. But what do you think is more heartbreaking? Like that last one where it's like, all right, this is the last hurrah. Oh no, I feel and... like they got used to losing four years in a row at that point. So but to lose that bad. Yeah, I mean. All right, I'm I'm gonna go with 1990 against the New York Giants because they were a huge favorite. I I don't know. I mean, the Chiefs got absolutely fucked by the Buccaneers that game, and I but just they had already won. But they have already won one, and I kind of put that game out of my memory at this point. I blacked it out. Exactly, but now you got fucking two championship banners. Yeah, fair. The Bills got nothing. I'm yeah yeah. Actually, retrospect, I'm gonna go 1990 because the the ripple down effect. Because mm. then they lose three straight. And you're like, oh, we're so fucking close. Like, we're going to get back. And then the next year, you're like, all right, we're back. We're getting this thing. And then you lose. Then you get back a third time, and you're like, oh, we're playing this really young Dallas Cowboys team. We're going to win this one. And then you lose to the Cowboys in two straight Super Bowls. Yeah, 1990. Wide right. He missed it wide right. Shout out to you, Jacob Inglehard. <laughs> yeah. That's my All list, right. baby. My my five. What's your uh, buddy's name that's a Giants fan? Landon Kubacek. All right, Kub. I might, might shoot, shoot some shots at you, and I'm sorry. But <laughs> the helmet catch. Heartbreaking L for the old uh, Patriots. Not that they deserve shit. But the Giants definitely did not deserve to win that Super Bowl. I still think Eli Manning fucking sucks. He does. And that he was literally just, one of the worst quarterbacks ever. Fuck him. Right. I just don't think they deserved that game to be in it, to win it, get a lucky ass catch. That just probably hurt the fucking souls of Boston, but it's also fuck Boston. So, yeah, truly, they also didn't deserve 2011 either over yeah, the Patriots. But uh, that was whatever. my safe pick. Do you want to hear my? One, two, three, four, five, six honorable mentions now. Rapid fire. Yeah, I would love to. And then I uh, I will give you mine. This one was uh, in contention for five. Maybe I make a substitution. Maybe I don't. But uh, Jason Pierre-Paul losing his finger <laughs> with the fireworks. <laughs> oh, that is heartbreaking, dude. But he won a Super Bowl after that. But he still played well, you know. Yeah, he won another Super Bowl. He was he's he had a great career after blowing his fucking hand off. And I, I, on my other ones, I tried to spread it out with other sports that that I that I could think of. Um, Nate Diaz beating Conor McGregor. Yeah, that huge heartbreaking. underdog, heartbreaking yeah. for all of the Irish folk. He beat the fuck out of them. Though. Yeah, and that's crazy. That's really heartbreaking now because St. Patrick's Day. Right. Also, St. Patrick's Day, racist-ass holiday for us Irish folk. It's fucking racist. I don't know why, but it is fucking racist. <laughs> racist. I don't fuck. know either. <laughs> I fucking hate you guys. Um, next, hate, we're going to go a little golf. I had Jordan Spieth blowing a five-stroke lead in the Masters in 2016. Yeah, that was tough, dude. That Especially was like when I really started like actually watching golf, and I was like rooting for the guy, and I was like, that yeah, was he, collapse. he was like supposed to be like the next next big 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 thing, yeah. and he went to Texas, so I like him. With JT, did JT go there? Yes. Okay. What is it? Is it heartbreaking um, that t- just Tiger Woods the last fifteen years? 
or just no, with emotional physical collapse. Yeah, biggest heartbreaking L actually is Tiger Woods getting caught. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that changes his career. Um, so bad. Similar to your your maybe your 93 Bills, but I guess you went 90, but when the Seahawks literally beat the shit out of the Broncos, that was just embarrassing. Uh, God, that was rough. <laughs> Especially because um, every Super Bowl for the last like 20 years, 25 years has been like pretty good and competitive. And then that was just from the jump. The fucking right. snap over Manning's head, it was over. Um, The Diggs catch over the Saints in the playoffs. I had that. The Minneapolis miracle. Yep. That was on my board. That's a good one. That's a really good and one. And lastly, you could go either way because one's way more embarrassing, but one was heartbreaking because it's close. But it's both times the 16 seed beat the one seed. So yesterday when yeah. FDU uh, won by one by a small margin against Purdue, and then the other one where the, the Golden Retrievers beat the absolute shit out of Virginia in the first round, and that was hilarious. Virginia's the Hokies, right? That's Virginia Tech. They're the Cavaliers, I think. Is it Cavalier or a pirate? No, it's like a little Spanish sword fighter looking guy. Would a golden retriever beat one of those in real life, do you think? Um maybe. Probably not. Sneak attack. Scared. Sneak attack to the balls, he'd probably drop his sword. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that was that was some of my list. I mean, you had a you already said a couple that I took off, so yeah. Um I would probably have either one of the sixteen over the ones if college basketball was a real sport. but since it's not i don't have that um rapid fire my exactly a couple of my honorable mentions 1998 nfc championship game for the vikings uh they were 15 and one this year this was randy's rookie year they should have been in the super bowl kicker missed the field goal wide right falcons went to the super bowl pretty weird pretty shitty um then i had 2016 um green bay packers in seattle no 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 20 oh 2016 actually what i'm going with is the packers in dallas Dak and zeke's rookie year dallas one seed um if you don't remember dallas had a huge comeback and then they tied it up got a sack on aaron Rodgers, where he almost fumbled the ball third and 20 he rolls out to his left throws a fucking 40 yard dart to jared uh cook on the sideline and then Mason Crosby hits a fucking 51-yard field goal to win the game as time expires. Uh, that fucking sucked. Um, then I'm also going with 2014 NFC Championship game for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, where they were up big on the Seahawks, and then just, like, they had a fucking calamity of hilarious errors where the Seahawks were, like, recovering on side. Did you say so, chlamydia? Yes, chlam- chlam- the clit. I the clit. The, the mythical clitoris. I think I found it. It was actually a piece of gum under the couch. Yeah, that was that was heartbreaking for the Packers, but I fucking hate them. Um, then I have the Tony Romo bobbled snap. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck, that sucked, dude. That sucked. Um, and there was a lot that kind of led into that, too. That was also heartbreaking. Yeah, but, yeah, but fuck, that sucked. Um, 2007 Dallas Cowboys getting upset by the New York fucking Giants in the playoffs. That sucked. Um, And then my last pick here, which I thought about going with this, was Kyrie's game winner in game seven over the Warriors. 
heartbreaking for the Warriors because if you win that championship, you're the greatest team of all time. Correct. And now now you're known as the team that had the best regular season and choked. Yes. But then you signed Kevin Durant and won two championships. And we're and like then you lost one because you don't know how to properly uh, assess your injuries. Yeah, like they would have won three straight championships right after that if – honestly, probably if Clay Thompson doesn't blow out his ACL, I think they probably find a way to come back and win that series. But for sure, if you have Clay and KD, you're beating the Raptors probably in five. Um, yeah, and I think they would have beat the Sixers if Kawhi didn't make that shot to make it to the finals too. I think they think they would have beat the shit out of both. So yeah, like they, they had a little bit of couple things that went wrong, but yeah, that's heartbreaking because he could have been the best team of all time, but I couldn't put it on my list because the ripple effect of that, it is sad because LeBron got a championship out of it and I fucking hate him, but the ripple effect is the Warriors became an unstoppable force for the next three years. Yeah. So it's, is it really heartbreaking? Like I think I would take one championship loss to then, and the fact that they had so much talent they could just load manage katie and steph and shit and they were still they didn't have to win 72 games they just needed to make they literally just had to win yeah just be the eight seed right doesn't matter um but yeah that's why i couldn't put it on there i didn't think it had enough ripple effect but hell of a shot by Kyrie. well sorry for the depressing uh draft this week (laughs) It was between that and porn stars, so. Which? We might go porn stars next week. Maybe. You know, either Maybe. riding low or riding high or getting road, I guess. I don't know. Getting road, Eiffel Tower, and DP, triple anal, whatever works. Next week, no. we'll review Debbie Does Down. I'm just kidding. <laughs> ne- well, next week, uh, I don't know. There's there's lots of stuff we could review. Yeah, we but... got we got a big we got a big list of, of potentials. But for this week, what do we have on concessions, Austin? Concessions. We're uh, giving you a little bit of a double feature. It's like you're going into the drive-in this week. Ooh. Um, we're gonna we're gonna go to Scream Six. Okay. Six in the the saga. Second in the re. I guess you'd call it the, the second. Like the yeah, the revamp, the the new last girl. And then we're also going to be reviewing the season finale slash um, season of The Last of Us, the video game adaptation to H- HBO Max. Let's get into it. Let's go. Did you get your popcorn ready there, mister? God, I got fucking butter all over my fingers right now. That's That's just nice lube. I think, what is that? I think I got a milk dud stuck in my tooth. Def- definitely come. Definitely come. That must mean it's time for one thing, Austin. And what is it? These are our concessions. <laughs> I won't uh, torture you guys by singing that again. Um... <laughs> Sounds like the verse or the voice of Jesus and Fergie. Thank you, Dale. You're welcome, Dale. <laughs> Damn it, Dale. All, All right, right man. We, we both went to the theater. Yes, sir. Dolby Atmos. And saw Scream Scream Six. Our wives. What do you think about it, man? 
like overall thought do you want me to just strictly go on the the movie right now or do you want me to go through the series um because for for preface i my favorite like scary movie uh i think the first one's one of the best of all time saga is is scream i like all those movies i like it's michael myers it's it's halloween but you actually it's like a guessing game it's like yeah. a murder mystery. So, I mean, obviously the first one's still goaded, but I honestly think this one was the second best one out of all of them. Honest to God. Yeah, that's honestly, that's not a bad take. I saw, so Rotten Tomatoes has Scary Movie, or scary not Scary Movie, movie has Scream 2. It's the highest of the franchise. And I think it's pretty good, but I I really like the, Scream too. But I I the first I think, one is better. Is that for critics? I assume because for yeah, uh, yeah think, Rotten Tomato and IMDb audience audience, uh, audience score has it being number one, then number six, then number two. On, yeah, that's that's realistically probably how it should go on Letterbox, uh, sponsored by Austin's Letterbox profile. Yeah um yeah for me i think this is i'd have to go i need to go back and watch the first one again but i actually thought this was probably the best one um but my only kind of gripe with it was i kind of thought it was predictable um hannah didn't think it was as predictable but it was still like really fucking good but i thought like 20 minutes into it i thought that the office like the actual cop that came in spoiler yeah yeah oh yeah spoiler alert um but i think like this and i i thought it was just crystal clear whenever they were all sitting on the bench talking about who could be the killer and like explaining the reasons why in movies why it could be that like that guy and then the roommate like the girl roommate i was like this makes total fucking sense like they just pretty much gave you literally clear as day why it was but then they're like trying to do this to where it's not obvious yeah they made it they made it seem like it wasn't obvious um i believe this is the first movie where there was three killers so yeah usually it's two which that was a good and then there was one where there was only one yeah i i thought almost from the get-go that the main the main killer was going to be the cop yeah i i definitely had the fishy vibes on the cop more so than Hayden Pinnitier, which they were trying to make it seem like it was her, and I was like, "There's no way it's her." Yeah, there's no. I'm I'm just gonna come out here and say it. There's no way a five foot four woman is the main killer. That was my main. That was that was my main reason why yeah. I crossed her. But like, then one of the no three killers was a five foot four woman. So yeah, but they never re- like who knows who she was killing. You know what I mean? If right. anybody, yeah, yeah, um. I will say I, I thought the cop was a little predictable, but then the story behind it and then adding his children who also used to be yeah. Yeah. the girl from the last movie. If you haven't seen it, the last movie, her boyfriend was the killer with um, Stu's like, or not Stu, somebody's like fucking nephew ne- or some niece shit. or something. It was like yeah. a trick. That was a, that was a really good twist. And the whole, like the whole fucking uh, homage to all of them, like the drop in the what they call it? Them. Yeah, the death, uh, death layer or whatever the fuck. Yeah, the shrine that was fucking sweet. Yeah, like having all those masks and shit, it was really cool. Yeah, and like, like it, 
it being in New York City was sweet. Like the different set pieces they used was fucking badass. People were worried about it being not at or being in New York. They thought it was going to be awful, but I thought it was really good. I thought it was fucking sweet, man. I mean, being the extreme critic that I am, I had a soda, I had a popcorn, and I had milk nuts. I sent you a Snapchat of the milk nuts. This is not a fabrication. I had all three of those things, and I think this movie deserved all three. I didn't have milk nuts. I had the, the cookie dough bites. It, it, it plays. It's the same kind of just wanted to try them. They were pretty good, though. Yeah, I like they're a lot better if they're cold. I will say this Scream 6 and then Scream 5, which is just called Scream again for some reason. That was like the, the requel where it's like they used all the old people, but then they're like moving on to the new one. I didn't think yeah. that one was as good. Like I'd put that one behind two. And yeah. I think, was, honestly, I think good. the third one's the worst one. And the fourth one, people say I that. Even, I don't even remember that. The fourth one? Yeah. The fourth one was uh the one with Emma Roberts and she was uh Sydney Prescott's like niece. And um they're acting like it was she was the one that was being the victim and basically Sydney came home and the whole time her niece was the killer. Yeah. Okay. And that's the one that Hayden Pinetier was in. Where she gets stabbed. Okay, I remember that. Yeah. Um the third one was like the movie set thing. That one was really good. Uh, I, really I, good. I thought good. that was the worst. That one's better than five. Uh, maybe that's just recency bias for me on the five. I thought I didn't think five was bad. And I thought I thought this one was twice as good as five. And tomato potato. Yeah, the I did. I laughed so hard in the theater, though, at one of the one of the kids. This movie was insanely gruesome, actually. By the yeah, way. dude, these last two allegory. The sound, the whatever they're doing, with the yeah. sounds. It's like they actually were like stabbing fucking cow corpses or something. I don't know. Yeah, they like they were stabbing motherfuckers in the eyes, in the fucking back, like twisting the knife with the belly button and shit. Like a couple times, Ooh. I had to turn away. Yeah, that one, I was like, oh, shit. And I am also a big freak about eyeballs. So as soon as the eyeball came out, I just looked away. Like, if somebody's eyes are watering and they stare at me, I, my eyes will water. Yeah, that shit was tough. Um, but literally mid-theater, one of the kills when, uh, you know, when the guy tossed... Oh, actually, I have two... One gripe about this movie that I could not get over the whole time. But the first thing where I was laughing at was... When they're like escaping when he's in the house and the dude tosses the ladder over and they're all climbing over the ladder. Mm-hmm. And then fucking ghost face, he fucking grabs the ladder and starts shaking it and shit. He's like, yeah. just fucking with him. Like, I couldn't tell if like they're, if he was just fucking with the girl, like knowing he's going to kill her. if Because like, he, he could have just slid it off. Yeah. Or if he was just struggling. Yeah. Because I thought he was just going to push it. And he just kind of, woo. I laughed. True, so but also on. she could have held on to the ladder. I know. I just went straight she down. Was, but she was such a puss. Well, but she was gonna kill, die anyways, to be honest. Yeah, that kill was absolutely fucking brutal when she slaps her head. Um, but the one thing that made me kind of eh about this movie a little was the fucking uh the romance guy, like the fucking handsome neighbor. Oh his, yeah, that was weird. His, his voice this whole movie just pissed me off like he was such a shitty actor he definitely seems like he'd be on a good uh cw television show about vampires or something yeah 
Like that's 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 his part. That's of that. where he needs to be. Yeah. yeah, he needs to fucking go to uh, yeah, something something more along those lines. Um, because that dude was so fucking terrible. I thought, but that was that was my only complaint. Like that made me almost not like the movie, just how bad he was. Uh, but yeah, you do you have any final thoughts? Really, it was a good movie. Really I good just movie. I just thought it was good. Um. I'd honestly give it like an eight and a half or nine. Dead ass. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty much in that. In that I mean, honestly, about. this a lot of people don't like doesn't like this series of movies, but I just I like the of, I like the stabby stab movies. So like I like this and Halloween movies and stuff. But when they I mean, get too demonic, I'm like, people, this is gross. <laughs> I think a lot of people have to like these movies though, because they're still making them and they're still making good money. Right. And I see I've so insidious is my favorite kind of horror franchise um but i like these more i think those some of those are better movies but i like these more because they're more realistic like I this can, one was super realistic and i can York handle City. the insidious ones but like the the, the conjuring universe those honestly creep me the fuck out like annabelle yeah. i thought like watching that in the theater and like i was I think i was like had my fingers over my eyes for half of that thing I just the demonic stuff just like makes me feel something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't like to have feelings. Um, (laughs) Where do you think they go from here with this? I have one theory, and I think it's the only way they could should or could make another movie. But what do you think? I think. uh, What's the uh, the main girl Jenna Ortega's older sister? What's her name? Samantha or something in the movie? Yeah. Samantha, I think she has to be the killer. She has to be the killer, and it's gonna be like, have you seen the new season of You? No. Okay, then I won't spoil anything there. But I think there's gonna be uh, now. It she should it should focus on her as the killer, right? Like that would be fucking fire. It's through Ghostface's perspective, and you know, and you know that she's the killer. Okay, I was thinking it was more along the lines that like. Cause they're doing some weird thing where it's kind of like those Rob Zombie Halloween movies, but it's like kind of demonic. Like her dad's like living through her kind of, I figured yeah, it'd true. be like some sort of like shit where like she ends up having like a split personality and then she doesn't realize she's killing people. I think it would just be fire. Cause you can like see, she kind of loves it and she puts on the fucking cloak and shit. If she just like full went into it and just like got back at people who were like saying shit about her, blah, blah, blah went back to the town and is that just because she likes it or because she snapped i think she likes it i think she likes it because she's slaughtered the fuck out of like three or four people over the last two movies like and stabbed the fuck out of a she was you think she's gonna kill her jenna ortega her sister that'd be kind of cool but she was stabbing the fuck out of that one guy in the arms and shit and i was just like oh god but i like if you did the ghost face because if you did it in ghost face perspective like as they're going through the killer like you never really get a movie where you're getting like all through straight killers perspective oh so like you'd be on the phone and you'd be like you'd be like looking through the mask and it's like you can see inside the house or like on a camera or some shit and you're like what's your favorite scary movie and then you're just like that could be cool what color panties are you wearing you know like all that kind of shit and like you get to throw them off your scent like she's not a woman yeah. Yeah. And you're still like following through, like you're seeing her on like a day to day and everything. 
and like seeing why she's doing what she's doing now. Pretty much like give me a Batman movie, but make it scream. Okay. You know, like give me the perspective. She's doing it for the, the good of mankind, actually. She's killing pieces of shit. Yeah. You, seriously. Yeah. Like she's a vigilante, mm-hmm. but you know, Batman doesn't kill. I could see them not doing that the next movie, but if they decide to do two more, they could probably do that. Um, yeah, like you, you keep building on to why maybe this is going to happen, and then she, she kind of has one of those like snap moments where she just kills somebody kind of by accident, but she kind of likes it because they would have, they would have killed off Courtney Cox, the the two twins, the the yeah. boy and the girl. They would have killed them off if they weren't going to continue what they're doing. I think so. Yeah, they're making a lot of money, but I think that's the best way because you're going to have to like really make a big, a, like big shift, big change if you're going to keep it going. Right. And I think that's the best way to do it. But yeah, they're doing the weird demonic thing too. So I, I don't know. Anyways, yeah, liked it. It was good, man. I uh, recommend it to anybody. Go watch it. And, um, uh, the, last, the Last of Us. Yeah. How how are you feeling about it? Um, I know we talked a little bit off off camera about it, but um, for for me personally, I think after the big big episode where the big fucking freak show thing comes out of the ground and the herd kind of the show got significantly slower with a lot more just straight kind of one-on-one dialogue and there was like intense moments but it was just like four episodes of like a slow burn in what to me almost felt like a little bit of filler but i didn't want to say that because yeah. i still thought it was good like yeah I like it was still was i mean obviously it's depressing those ep- like like the whole fucking thing's depressing but yeah. like there was no zombie there was one there was zombie like and that was in a flashback episode yeah so and Joel I mean, was pretty much dead for a whole episode, which sorry, I get that not, happens not a zombie, the infected. Um, yeah, big fucking plant, pretty much. But big, uh, yes, I don't know. First four, five episodes, I can't like they were great. Um, so some of them got fast paced. I mean, the clickers, the zombies, whatever you want to call them. Uh, like those were the most intense parts, and then you didn't see one again, like you said. Um. I played the first video game, but I haven't played the second one. I am also a second. I uh, had a con- different conversion, not Timberwolves, the Mavericks, but PlayStation to Xbox. Yeah, I had I had a PS3 um, right before going into college. So I played the first one, but the second one came out in like 20 or 21. So I have no idea. I know that Joel dies. Yeah, that's all I know. But like in comparison to the video game, it was I mean, it was pretty spot on. But like like the last four episodes there was more action in the game than what led on to it so i mean they could have definitely made this a couple more episodes or even did two whole seasons for the first game yeah my opinion but yeah they could have stretched some things out a little bit yeah they're planning on doing two seasons for the second game so i never played it so i don't i don't know how that's if that's good or bad in comparison like I know, I know. So I I did kind of think this was weird. So they pretty much introduced like a uh, one little antagonist, like or a villain, on every episode for like five episodes straight, I think, or six episodes straight. But mm-hmm. they were always only in it for one episode. Yeah. Like so, I think you could have dragged some of that out for a little longer. Um, 
and I'll, like just added some shit or maybe even just fabricated a little but i think the reason why i mean this could be another draft thing but like why some of these games are so like holy and people hold them to such high regard in like like with these kind of games if you if you tinker with it like for an adaptation or, or a screen screenplay movie whatever people are gonna fucking hate it that actually like the source material like yeah. this literally happened with halo they did so much little tinkering and like they showed you master chief's face in the first season and made him have like a love interest and I, like i have a master chief tattoo i love fucking halo I've watched, I think, two episodes of that season. And I have no idea. I think a season two is coming out, but I have no no interest in watching it. Will uh, I eventually watch it? Probably. But it's just like, I know it's not faithful to what that, like what the video game franchise is. And all you had to do is just follow the game and you had something insane. Like, and that is what The Last of Us is doing to what I I know at least. So I can't really complain and say that it's it's bad because it's one of the greatest games of all time and you pretty much just yeah. rolled the game out onto screen. But I just the last like four episodes they were good. It was still great cinematography. It was just a little boring. Yeah. Like dude, when and they were going through Wyoming depressing in one of those too. episodes, it was so fucking pretty how they shot it all. Yeah. For sure. I mean I mean, nobody wanted to watch that episode of uh, Ellie getting almost fucking raped by a cult leader. So, yeah, which he was a fucking priest. Yeah, he was a priest, man. You can't fucking trust the priest with a little boy or a little girl. They're all fucking freaks. Yeah. So that's the fucking hot seat for next week is religions. Which ones are good? But overall, I mean, when you're moving a not so much books, because I think uh, you could consider that too. But when you're adapting something from a video game, more so than the books, but like you make a huge swing, like it's either going to be awesome or it's going to be dog shit. Like yeah. the Uncharted movie that came out, that's also a PlayStation game. I thought the movie was. I pretty thought it was bad. okay. You Wait, said it was pretty bad. No, I thought it was okay. Yeah, I thought it was. I mean, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I, I thought they didn't. Fun. They didn't stay on script like The Last of Us did. So. Yeah, I mean, I thought I thought it was fun. It's, but it's, I, I I do like what you're saying with the books and the like in the video games. I think the thing that is completely what makes it harder for video games to be successful. Which I know like Resident Evil had a very successful run, but they weren't really based on the games that much. Um, but what makes it so much harder, I think, for a video game is you're when you're playing it, you're visually you've seeing, already you've already vi- visualized it. So yeah, you're you're yeah. already visualizing these characters. You know what this person should look like. You know what this scene should look like. You know what all this like. You're not imagining like the scenes in your head. Yeah. So like a director doesn't have as much like leeway of like oh well you know I know exactly what this character needs to look like or you you can't really change as much because yeah like we've already visualized it. We we know what yeah. visually it should look like. So it's just harder. Um, but you know, I don't know. That's why I think like it, it it was great, but the first like three episodes were fucking really good. First four episodes were really fucking good. And I think the rest of the season just was not anywhere close to that same level. Um, I don't know, but it was, it it was really good. I mean, I wish, 
I just I wish Halo would have done something more like this where they followed it pretty much to the T. Like I don't know a whole lot about the God of War shit, but I kind of hope that they do that. Yeah. Um, I don't think the story's bad on those. I, those puzzles just pissed me off in that game. But I don't know. Most most video games that turn into movies, they don't have the story arcs like the three we spoke about. Like it's usually like fucking Tron and uh, yeah, it's not like a continuous Mortal story. Kombat and shit like that. So it's like I, I forgot about Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Mario, Mario about to fucking come out. Yeah, I think because um, I know they're going to make a Gears of War game or Gears of War show, which I think that would be sweet. I don't know if you ever played those. I I mean, I never had an Xbox, but I played like one of the first two at a friend's house. And I think I played a little bit of the new one that came out because it was on Game Pass. Shout out Game Pass. Yeah. I think that, I mean, I guess hot take, but I think Gears of War is better than God of War. Um, but I also haven't played all the God of War, so don't, yeah. I'm an Xbox I mean, that's guy. a little hard to compare because one's like a first-person yeah. shooter and the other one's more like a like an Uncharted or Last of Us game, so. Yeah, it's, but it's cool, but yeah, you can you can only do these things with very certain games and like, it has to be a continuous story with the same characters i feel like um but it's it's cool because like obviously video games are fucking massive now uh but yeah i don't know like i i liked the season it was good i'm not really sure if i would recommend like somebody to watch it though yeah like i think i I would have the first half like i was sit i was on board with saying this might be the best show i've ever watched it was the, the first, first, yeah, the first four episodes. I was like, this might be the greatest first season I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, after that, I'm like, I don't know, dude. It was still it was good. It was just like, I don't know. But like everybody loves it, so I'm like, I don't know. I feel kind of bad if I don't like love this show, but it's it's cool. Yeah. But like, um, I honestly thought uh, you were gonna come in and say how much you loved it, and I was gonna be the one that said it was okay and that was going to piss you off so yeah kind of weird here we're going to introduce a three-minute segment called luke and austin argue okay you fucking cocksuckers we don't agree on everything um what what should we argue about i don't know uh we we have too many similar thoughts that's what everybody tells us uh this isn't Skip and Shannon, this is not ESPN First Take. We enjoy talking to each other, and we have similar thoughts. And this could have been something that we were completely different on, but it turns out that we have the same fucking mind. We're just small little pea brain people. Yep, just give old Lucas a little middle part. It's just, it's okay, my son. Fucking gobble it up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all right. That's, that uh, that's our concessions. Those were our concessions. Great, uh, great episode. Lot, lots of information. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening. And uh, it's over. I have the high ground, Anakin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit.